Okay. I didn't know. I was sitting with a prankster. Hello. Hello. Now I threw you off. What's happening, weirdos? It's all right. Um, well, this is Chris Thiele, who hosts Live From Here, formerly Prairie Home Companion. Uh, currently, literally, the world's best mandolin player. I don't know if you're aware of Chris Thiele. He's an incredible musician, not just a host of that show of Live From Here. He's phenomenal. I spent a lot of time listening to him uh, on Spotify. I recommend that you do the same. Uh, he, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll play a track of his. That's what we'll do. We'll play a track of his. Katie, at the end of this intro, we're going to play a sample of Chris Thiele just so you can get a sense of just how otherworldly this man is as a musician and as a human being. It was very interesting doing Live From Here. Val was there. It was in Austin. Mm -hmm. We went down to Austin, and this is a man who really toes that line between uh, the new way of the show and kind of the old school flavor of the show. And it was very interesting to talk with him about that that duality, or that non-duality, I guess. He, he's, he's just got a foot in two different worlds, and, and he does it so effortlessly and artfully, and I, I really enjoyed sitting down with him and talking. So as I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible. I do want to say that... Um, and all the people that are skipping the Pete's picks right now aren't gonna aren't gonna hear this part. But uh, we're we're gonna be going um, not every week, just through the summer, uh, which I know is bad news. It's bad news for me as well. But the reason is is we're just gearing up into shooting and doing podcasts. It's actually something I spoke with Rob Bell about. He was like, "You give the weirdos so much love, and you tell them to love themselves, and then you don't do it." <laughs> it's, it's literally what he said was that we work so hard, the days are so, so long while we're shooting Crashing, that the weekends, what I was doing before, was recording on Saturday and Sunday so we would never miss a week. And now uh, we definitely have at least one a month, and then I'm going to be recording more to hopefully get that to up to two a month, potentially, but I just can't do four a month. Um, so they'll be coming out, uh, I guess the short way to say it, they'll be coming out as frequently as I have them, but it won't be every week just because I start to lose my damn mind. And I do believe in self-love, and I believe in, in not pushing yourself too hard to the point of absolute exhaustion. So apologies uh, that I won't be coming in podcast form as often as usual, but uh, we will be releasing them whenever I record them, which, which should be at least once a month, starting with this one. So this is Chris Thiele. Uh, the Pete's Picks remain the same. As we're shooting, I swear, I get I brought Alpha Brain into the writers' room, and I I I don't throw it at them, but I go take the Alpha Brain, and now Greg Fitzsimmons, Jamie Lee, a lot of people in the room love it. They love the powdered form, which is something that I wasn't really taking before. They make these little packets that have flavoring, kind of like Lacroix, but better. That you put in water, and it has the Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain, as you know, is a Pete's pick. This is a product that I take. Every single day for the past three, four years, it's a nootropic. It's like uh, vitamins and minerals, earth-grown for your brain. It's not a stimulant like caffeine. Helps you think, helps you thinks, helps you concentrates, help you focuses. I'm like Gollum. What I'm saying is anything that I've done that uses my brain for the past three or four years, I have used Alpha Brain, and I wanted the weirdos to try it. My writers use it. Uh, the producers of Crashing use it. I use it. 
every podcast, every stand-up show, every date, whatever it is, if I need a little extra energy, not stimulation, energy, to think I take Alpha Brain. I want you to try it. All you got to do, if you want to get 10% off, you go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com slash weird, and you'll automatically get 10% off. I love it. I swear by it. The other Pete's pick, which is hugely helpful, while I'm, uh, especially while I'm working on crashing, is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. It's made from hemp. They, with science, with science, they remove the THC. They leave the CBD, which means it's not psychoactive. It just gives you a happy, healthy, smiley, sunshiny glow. It's stress relieving. It's anxiety reducing. I'm speaking anecdotally about myself, but there is a lot of science behind this. If you're curious, look up Charlotte's Web. It's the only hemp grown for human consumption. Uh, it was made for a, a young girl named Charlotte who was having seizures, and it was the only thing that would help her. That's in the documentary Weed. Um, I love it. It doesn't get you stoned. It doesn't get you high. It just sort of makes me quicker to laugh, quicker to smile, a little less freaked out, and it doesn't cloud your brain or have any of those negative kind of stony feelings. I love it. Uh, and I want you to try it. Go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use the promo code Keep It Crispy. I like the everyday advance because you can literally just take a couple drops. I get the mint chocolate flavor if you want to if you want exact if you want to pick exactly what Pete picks, get the uh, mint chocolate. And that's it. Those are the picks. This is the episode for the month. If you guys skip the intro, it's going to be once a month for a while just because like I was saying, it just gets a little too nuts doing podcasts all weekend uh, while I'm working on the show. But I'm going to drop them as often as I have them, but it'll be at least once a month. You guys mean the world to me. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to keep trying to keep the content coming in. And in the meantime, enjoy the wonderful Chris Dealey. Any baby news, Val? Baby is the size of a sweet potato. Yep. Doing good. Being strong. (laughs) (laughs) Being good, being strong. Morning sickness is over. Yes, thank God. We saw her move her hand by her face and open her. She was like practicing chewing. It's insane, man. She has a a brain and a spine. four-chambered heart. And a four-chambered heart that's not even a centimeter long. I know you don't care because I didn't care, but maybe some of you care. Now that it's ours, I really care. It's super magical, and I'm glad that I'm not a sociopath because I'm really, really excited. (laughs) I'm not just pretending. All right, gang. You know what I mean? I know. It's very sweet. Oh, good. I thought you were worried. Uh, Enjoy the incredible Chris Thiele. Listen to Live From Here. And Katie, let's play a little bit of Chris Thiele up here uh, from Spotify. Check them out. Listen, and then enjoy the interview. I believe what we say is, get into it. Val? Get, get into, into it. Get into it. Hey, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, 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 oh, I don't like saying trumped. I got you. <laughs> yeah.
Too bad there's a podcast because we've been making some pretty epic faces at one another. <laughs> Welcome, Chris. Thank you. You're here. You it's woke so up today. To we both woke up today. We, we totally woke up. We woke up. We went to bed and we were like, I'm pretty sure I'll wake up. But you're never quite sure until That's you true. do. That's true. Every time, a new adventure. You a should. new adventure. I went to bed very late. How about you? Oh, no, buddy. I go to bed. I, I went to bed. Crashing was on last night. And uh, I went be- to bed before the West Coast. Like, I try, Like you can see, I tweeted, a new crashing is on in 20 minutes because I went to bed at 10, 10, 10 past 10. <laughs> yes. And that was my last tweet. And I was like, this is it, baby. Because going back to what we were saying, when you're bored... <laughs> You are so much more in touch with, like, I could sleep. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. That's Absolute. what boredom does. Oh, I like it. Is you go, like, it's time to, time the to still, slumber. The still mind can actually go down. Yeah. Whereas. It's settled. Do you know, I was taking, why? I was taking Ambien for a while. Oh, no. To, I mean, why, to, why do I care? To artificially, that helps a lot of people. Right, to artificially still the mind. To, um, and to then sleep. a doctor, yeah, and then a, I just went to this doctor, and he was like, long-term Long-term cognitive ramifications. Really? Stop it. And I don't so, wanna... I, so I, I quit cold turkey. I haven't had one. How long? Uh, month and a half, two months. Okay, so you were you were rocking that since life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, for sure. It was because of the show, basically. Because I mean, of I, the I, adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, because of, of the adrenaline and then especially don't, leading up to Don't let me tell you. The... Was it because of the adrenaline? I should be a better interviewer and say, was it because? I'd say, oh, no, because was, of the adrenaline. It was absolutely because It's hard of to the... come down. Yeah. I had a hard time coming down when I did your show. You come off. That is a riveting experience. Oh, Right? Aww. No, I, I didn't even mean it as a compliment, but it is. Well, it, there's a lot going on and there's that, there's that weird crackling sensation of, Buddy. you know, a couple million people li- listening live and knowing that, that is you that have... how many? Yeah, there were a couple of people flapping their gums that way backstage, and I was like, "Guys, zip let's it. not talk about that. <laughs> let's not talk about that. That at any one moment we have the capacity zip to it. ruin our ruin lives. Ruin our lives, buddy. We could do it. It's uh, I on talk... the air. You could never work again. That's right. If you... depending on what you yes. said. When when I did your show. I was so aware of what you're saying. And you must be aware of that all oh, the time. That, that red light. And ambient. That red light is just like like the angriest, <laughs> angriest, strictest grandmother. Yes. It's actually a white light, but it's just furious at you. And that's why it turns red. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right there. I, thought of that. I hate thinking about how many people are listening. That's a terrible <laughs> game to play. It is a terrible game to play. And then, and then for me, it's actually after the show, I sleep like a baby. Ah. Um, it's it's leading up wow. to the show. Um, just just with those last minute. Ah, uh, what could I, what could I do to make this a little bit better? It, which is worse, the music or the chit chat? Oh, as far as as far as because you were doing bringing stuff. stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think probably <laughs> the writing, the writing and rehearsing the of the new song. Uh huh. The new song. The rest of it is not is is kind of whatever. I I've right. been doing that my whole life. It's what life. you do. Yeah, and I've been writing my whole life, but what I have not been doing my whole life is writing knowing that, you know, on Saturday at 5 Central, we're gonna play no this. matter what, the song is done, yeah, 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 and yeah. you're going to hear it. That's real showbiz. Yeah, and actually, the one that you were on, the show that you were on, that song was probably the least completed of really? all of them so far. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, it was I always think of something. Right down to the wire. Conan said, he was like, you do these shows, and you know he's doing a show four times a week. He's like, you do one, and you think you reinvent the wheel. Everyone's going to 
flip out. No one notices. No and one like, notices. And then you do one where you think you really uh, shit the bed. Yeah. He has earphones on. Yeah. He is totally listening fine. to this show, though. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? He's listening to another episode of this show, and it is filthy. Um, but you but think no, we, we got nothing. I'm afraid, Pete, we got nothing on Sarah and Duck. <laughs> the BBC's Sarah and Duck. This portion. He's in. This portion of the show brought to you by Sarah and Duck. Sarah? From BBC. It's like Sarah, a Sarah. and Duck. Oh, Sarah and Duck. Quack. And the theme song, Hit Get it. This Dude. Music Geeks, is in seven, which is a very <laughs> odd choice for a television, for like a children's television show theme song. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was like misedited for the first couple times that my wife and I are obsessed with this show because it's so calm, unlike Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, be there on the double. And the, it's like the kids are... are, are Actually smoking crack. Right. Like, <laughs> is, is what Paw Patrol is Is like. that the Japanese one where it's like trucks and planes talking to each other? No, I, I don't one. know what that is. Okay. That, but it sounds like something he's about to watch. Yeah, I'd stay away from it. Okay, so, it no, I'm so... trying to discourage the Paw Patrol thing, yeah. except it's so cute with him on the playground telling me which one I am. Yeah. Daddy, you rubble. Daddy, I rider. Yeah. We have to save the day. It's really a weird glimpse into how we are. Yes, he's laughing. Yes, Cal. <laughs> Uh, we are mimics. You know what I mean? Like you'd watch a movie and then you'd go and recreate that movie with your friends. Right. Like it's an interesting thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, for like sure. We really are just like vases and you just pour stuff into them. And I actually get – how was your family with TV and stuff? Because like oh, I – We were not allowed. Oh, is that true? Yeah, yeah. Really? We were, it, was, it was highly – you kind of get what they're after. Like the older I get, the more I'm like – my mom watched me play Double Dragon. It was a Nintendo game. And that <laughs> well, opens, I played some Double yes, Dragon in my day. It opens with a woman getting punched in the stomach. That's the oh beginning, remember? Right. Your, your girlfriend gets kidnapped and, like, dr- and dragged, away, dragged away. And they're right there. But then it's, when you get one screen over, they're not there anymore. And you oh have all God, this battling you have to like do. You have a knife and you're throwing a yes, knife at someone's face. Yes, there's a lot going on. And Ooh. my mom was like, you shouldn't be playing this. And she was right. And, you know, Val and I want to have kids. And we're thinking about – but, like, I don't – I watch so much TV and I turned out what I feel was okay. But you weren't allowed. Tell me everything. And you make and you make a television program, which would make I the know. limiting of – we have we have friends who – I'm better at making a TV show because I may – watched a lot of TV. That's for sure true. Right. It was. It it's gave like me, me listening to a record. Yeah, it's for the sure. same exact thing. You're collecting Except information. it's different because oh. music <laughs> – you go, oh, you're so sweet. Uh, I could be wrong. I love it. I'm going to no, pause no, bring it, it in. that it's different because music is a – space tv mm. is a takeover mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying okay that's actually so that's one of the things i love the most about so this kind of a thing something that you just listen to podcast um or yeah. or or something that you read i mean god books in particular the amount of participation required yeah. by the consumer it's a hot medium um, you have to engage with or re- sorry required of the consumer yeah, yeah yeah is like you yeah you really you're participating in the art Steve Martin, we're you both have to, we have some crossover. Yes, yes, indeed. Listening to his records, especially the jokes that mm. were visual, mm-hmm. made them hot. Oh my god! Gave gosh, them a participatory element where you're like, "What is he doing? What's I'm going to suck yeah. this piano into my lungs." There, and everyone laughs, and you're like, "What? What? Just I know happened. you didn't, but everyone laughed. What do you do? What I what still do don't do? know. I don't want to know. Right, right. Oh, that's interesting. So, and in a book, you're in charge of. You're Casting. in charge of everything. Yeah. You're in charge of, of how it looks. Well, yeah, the only thing you're not in charge of is the dialogue. Yeah, but that's right. like, but uh, and you- the descriptions and things like that. They give you they give you things. Um, as a musician, that's what I'm always trying to do with a song. Is I just I want to give people um, a fun Lego set. Yeah, and 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 as little instruction as possible. Right. 
and, and, and see what they build out of it. And I love when yeah. people come up to me, hey, this song, is this about X thing that the song is totally not about to me? And you always say, Gillian Welch taught me this. Yeah. You always say, yes. Oh, yes. That's amazing. Um, because, because who are you to say what that song is about? If that person heard, that's so funny. think about like your favorite Dylan song. I mean, sure. that's like. Who knows? Right, right, you, right. You think it's about this thing? Yeah, what does but, don't think twice it's all right mean? Does he mean it? It sounds like he doesn't mean it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I he's being he's, snarky. I think he's flaming pissed. Yeah, he's song. very mad at that one. I think he's super mad. You wasted my time. Right. But I bet you, a lot of people are like, it's okay. kind of wasted my precious time. There's so many songs where the, the chorus or whatever is, it's okay, and it's like, it's not okay. It's not okay. Like, I'm feeling all right. I'm not feeling too good myself. That's song, right. that's a song about not feeling okay. Oh yeah, and we put it on when we're like, I got the job. Well, how many times? <laughs> <laughs> how many times do we lie that over the course of a day? You could be having a crap Constantly. day and it's like, how, how are you doing? Yeah. I'm great. Doing great. Doing just fine. So music can give you that space to find a positive play. But that's funny. When people are wrong, can you think of an example when somebody was wrong about a song of yours? Oh, oh yeah. There was, there was this one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, is a song, a song of mine called Don't Get Married Without Me. And... <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, it, was like a, it was like a breakup song. It's a great funny. One, you one of those great, things where you you're like funny titles. Oh, thank That's you. Good. Well, you you like one of those things where you 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 end the relationship and and you and you you know it's like a, a good person yeah. and just not the it's not the thing. But you're gonna be super bummed when you see them with another person. Yeah. Um. It was one of those. It was one of those kind of. You're songs. gonna break up, but you you hate the thought of them. Yeah, someone yeah, else. and you know it's just going to be such a bummer when you find out that yeah. they're like, oh that guy oh come on you know yeah. but you also know that you were not the right thing right and, you know and, uh, I I even felt that way when I got divorced I was like looking at my wife and I was like it's weird that you go from the most important person to someone that maybe I'll get updates on the major things yeah maybe I'm not trying to be dark I was like. I'll receive word one day that you died or you'll get word that I died. That's right. crazy. Right, right, right. Seeing as how much time we spent sleeping in the same bed. Oh, oh my and gosh, And then you right? just get like, hey, did you hear? What? <laughs> or they got married or they had kids. They had a kid. Or, or whatever some, it is. Or something. Yeah, some. She won a Pulitzer. I'm, I'm rooting for my ex, but it's kind of weird to be so close and then the opposite of close. Well, oh, that's that's a bizarre that's right? a bizarre situation Don't that we all go through. Me. That's why we all write. We all, you know everyone writes breakup stuff. Your show, yeah, yeah like it's a is, whole, is a breakup show, it's a breakup song. And 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 I've written multiple breakup records. Yeah, and, and um, it I think because of those things we build we build lives around these people and then and then we and then we walk out of those lives. Yeah, we just like and we just leave Isn't it there. That weird. And and you become a new person every time. Right. Because well, aren't, aren't all those things just stories we're telling ourselves? Like we manufacture meaning. So we go like, we're in a relationship. You're not just like Adam's floating over there. You're my girlfriend. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what we should do. I'm not saying this is foolish or anything. But when those things end, that's when we call on the part of our brain that goes, well, it was all fabricated anyway. Right. And then you start again. <sighs> really, you were, you're always starting again. We're building reality at every moment, oh. which is nuts. And you're, you're, yeah. But every anytime you break up with someone, you're breaking up with yourself too. No, like that's, that's true. Who you were, absolutely, and yeah. what you thought about yourself with that person, what yeah. you thought about that person, that person's relationship with the world. And, yeah, it's like starting and, a new school. You're like, I'm going to a different high school. Maybe I'll be the kid with a chain wallet. Like, <laughs> it's a good opportunity to like mix it up. That's right. Like, I'm going to be a different person that's in the right. next relationship. Blue hair today. But what was the song? Uh, oh, right. So don't get married without me. So it was that. That's what it was about to me. There's this one. Uh, there's the the so the 
what is it? Starts with the lyric, uh, "You're right, we're wrong for now." Bailing out water while the ship goes down. When we can float like that, when we can float away on separate rafts to die another day, uh, and it goes on and, and like so. Wow. There's this one. It's you know. I thought I was one, being too heavy this morning. This, <laughs> That's heavy. Wee. You seem so chipper. I bet you get away with a lot. I, I, I bet well, I you get away with all, a lot. I can put any of my dark, unhappy things yeah. into a. Here's here's the great, the great weird, uh, slightly. Uh, well, it's just a, it's just a, it's a bit of a conundrum. So, so, um, <laughs> I, as like anyone who writes, you know, there's unhappiness can be sort of a, a catalyst. It can, sure. it can be a real, right. um, do you remember that game? Uh, oh my God. What was it called? Iron Man, Iron Man so-and-so's, it was a racing game and there were three, there was like a red one, a blue one and a, and a silver one in the video middle. Game? It was a video game and you, you had these nitro boosts uh-huh. and you would go, <laughs> do you mean off-road? Yes! <laughs> yes, that game. You know what game I'm talking about. Yeah, with a real loose wheel. Yeah, like you'd super spin loose that wheel, wheel hard. You'd, like, you'd be going backwards in two yeah. seconds, and especially yes. if you push the nitro boost. <laughs> something just happened in, in, in Zero. Oh, that's, the, that's actually the theme song. That's the theme song in, in, oh, in, in seven. seven. So he's, he's quacking the ducks part. Yes! Sarah and Duck. Quack. Doom, doom. Sarah and Duck. Quack. Sarah and Duck. <laughs> Four, five, six, seven, Duck. Like, I mean, it's the craziest thing. Sarah and Duck. Two, three, four, five, six. Dun, 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 Sarah and Duck. Quack. And at the end, the Duck does a crazy syncopation. Do you think they did Sarah it on purpose? Sarah and Duck. Quack. Do you think they did it on purpose? Oh, that is crazy. It's great. It's amazing. I, no, on purpose, they, 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 must they absolutely you must have. You don't write have. a song in seven on accident. No, you don't. Oh, but so, so yes, um, yes, yes. there's one, there's this... One, you know, nautical analogy there at the top of that song, and and, oh, yeah. and this, I'm driving it. What it wasn't even the person who thought this that told me, but the but but rather that person's sister who was who was driving me from from uh, the hotel to the gig, mm. and she was like, "Hey, I I just want to know the song. Don't get married without me. My brother thinks it's about the Titanic. Wow, is is it about the Titanic?" Wow, and I had this. I had to had keep to with my advice. with my Gillian Welch wisdom. Yes. of like you know, it kind it kind of is. But is there something going on with Miss Welch and you where you're like, is art about what it's supposed? Like, remember when you go to a museum? I'm, I'm just going to assume you're like me. We're young men. I'm going to yeah. assume. I'm just going to go with the same. That. We're the same. Yeah. You go to a museum and you get overwhelmed because you look at paintings and you don't know what you're supposed to feel. But the answer is you're supposed to feel whatever you feel. Whatever you feel. But that's a skill you acquire. But the Oh, dude, I'm glad you brought this up about museums because they need to start putting less pieces of art per wall. I agree. It's like having to I, listen to multiple symphonies at the same time. I agree. I was just thinking yesterday. I was listening to Chopin. <laughs> Chopin. And it doesn't matter. I just put on I'm not I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I like Chopin and I put it on Spotify on Shuffle. Yeah. And one song starts playing. And I was like, people are so interesting. If you told me a story, even if I knew it was fake, you were like, my grandmother loved this song. If and I did this to myself just to make the song better. I don't know my grandmother. <laughs> Just to just to make to talk about manufacturing meaning, I was like, "What if this was my grandmother's favorite song?" She probably heard it at some point. Maybe it sounded like one of his hits. And like, I we love this. We like that narrative. Like when you look at a painting and you go, "He painted this before he uh, he died, like right before he died, right? Like the last stroke." We like it more. But like, 
When there's so many, we go around a museum looking for the story instead of just looking at. Do you wonder this, if that's the, one of the, the reasons art. that all of us you you just anytime you see a Van Gogh anywhere you just like it's you're really frozen. You're, yeah. You're, you're, yeah, right. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, I love I'm sorry. That. I oh, misunderstood. This is such a good one. This is a great one. Yeah. Wow, this is really. That's great. an old joke of mine. I loved a Monet, and then I realized it was Manet, and I was like, "Well, this sucks." <laughs> <laughs> because of one letter, and I was like, but it's I not wonder. Good. There's, there's, we, there's so much. Um, I mean, obviously, dude is spectacular. We, 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 we know Bingo. that. We've been, we've been, yeah, we've, we've been told that, and so we know it. And then we, we go experience it, and and it seems to all check out. Right. But then also, <laughs> it checks out. <laughs> it checks out. Yeah. This is. Oh, good. this is very good. Very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Very good stuff yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. That the whole end of the brush thing, and but like you, you know. Art teachers, you know, as you're going up, there's so many things that they can tell you about Van Gogh that will stick with you forever, like the cutting off of the ear sure. and giving it to the prostitute. Right. Right? Am I, is, is that one a- form of payment. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the hand job. Sorry I'm light on cash. Do you accept ear? <laughs> oh, God. I hope I'm remembering that story right. I mean, I think that's it. No, right? you're right. His lover well, like and eating, she was a prostitute. Yeah. Right. And eating paint. Did he eat paint? This is one of the stories I was told. Can, I, we, can no. we check this out? I think he was like eating his own paint. Wow. Um, there's just these things that we know about this guy, like you know, like the like the the, the selfie that he painted of him with the he bandage over so his. So many selfies. His, yeah, yeah, so many selfies. Back we know what he looks like. But like that helps. That helps with the right. art. But what is it? What were we saying? We want to look at art. We want to hear music and just be allowed to feel what we're what we feel. Right. Like the point of it That's is true. how you feel. Mm. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. So you're saying when someone says, is that about the Titanic? And you oh. say yes. Aren't you doing something beautiful? Aren't you saying art reaches its completion when it's inside of you? Absolutely. That, right? That, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean anything until you That's take right. it in. You make the meaning and, 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 and you're correct. Exactly. That's why, That's why you literally can't tell them it's not about that because, right. because they just – it's like if someone – you know those things. The, the some of the first abstract thought one has, yeah. I, I think, is is that whole color thing. What if the color that I think is red is not what you Body. see as red, but we both call it red because we've both been told that's what yeah. it is. But for you, it's, it's green. Just, yes. I remember that being one right? of the earliest, like far eleven out or something. And also, you're just like, wait a second. What if all of our memories are false and this is the only? That's the first Ooh. appreciation of the moment. Is you're like, what if you woke up this morning and it was all an implant? It's very Philip K. Dick. It's very Total Recall. Is you wake up and you're just like, this is the only. But that's like the first dabbling and going. No, that's true. This is the only real moment. Right. Your your memories might as well be implants. It's right? for all they for all they mean for all they mean I guess yeah and you but can do, change do you that what they mean that's another reason probably why we make stuff why you make a show why I write songs is to go this is, is to make what it sure, was again as you're talking about ascribing record. meaning yeah. to a relationship and maybe it's painful as hell and you're just like why did I do that to myself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And you're going oh but I have a record that's right. to show you that's oh, right maybe why I did that to it's myself. a diary it's a diary right. of a time absolutely. And it's weird, but it, it goes – we have this urge to create and to remember because we really are in something – talk about manufacturing meaning you're my girlfriend, I live in America, I'm a Democrat or whatever it is. Like creating art really is going like the past matters, how I felt matters. Mm. Do you feel – do you see green when I see green? Do you hear heartbreak when I hear heartbreak? Oh, yeah. You just yeah, kind of yeah, wasted yeah. my precious time. Have you ever felt that way? We're going around – Times I've taken mushrooms, I'm like, so much of our communication is going like... a great way to start. Uh, Is we just go like, 
this is what it's like in here. There's this real kind of loneliness in this echo chamber of yourself. And you're going like, are you doing this too? Are you yeah. feeling this too? And art, you paint a house. You go, when I see a house, I see this house. Right. And you go, that's what I see too. Right. Good. I'm glad we agree because this is crazy that we're here, right? <laughs> think about – and as you were just talking about Monet, I think that's – the, that's one of the carrots being dangled in like kind of the development of art as like as things get more and more abstract mm. people people get more and more bold and 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 the same with music and i think also this i imagine the same with television television takes a lot of uh well i guess i'd be curious what you think mm. about whether television is taking more and more risks in the way so. that it like you watch Chris Rock special and he's like, I cheated on my wife. You're like, oh, I see. We're that evolving. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> right. That wouldn't have happened 30 years ago. And that's like he knows that that's the climate of what's required now. Right. Like podcasts and everything and music and art, we're all in something together. Like why does the art of certain times sound like itself? You right, know what I mean? right, right, right. Like the music of the late 1700s sounds like other music from the late 1700s. Right. There was Everyone's... no guy going like, and like <laughs> jamming out. It all kind of sounds – I mean we're, we're progressing collectively. <laughs> yeah, Cal. Anytime we stop talking, it's just because we're looking at um, Chris's son. <laughs> who, who is – Killing it. Who is re- – yeah, he's really slamming it over there. He's doing great. <laughs> so, but you, I think you were saying. Well, yeah. I so the with with like the Mon- you were talking about Monet, right. for instance. There's a guy that 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 saw things in a different. He he right. was he would look at something and saw something that we actually all see too. And when we you stand back and you're like, that is kind of what a bridge yeah. looks like. Really, like kind right. of the money part of that vision right. is what you did. That's actually what it really kind of boils down to. Right. So the way that you're doing that, that's actually kind of more how it feels than totally. when you're actually just looking at it. More true than a photograph. Yeah. That's- He's painting in something that looks like, and I mean this as a compliment, it almost looks like you left it out in the rain. But if you've ever zoned out and stared at a bridge over lily pads, sometimes something you start to see how your brain is manufacturing reality from a bunch of still frames of information. Right, right. And he's looking through that and he's going, doesn't it kind of look like a dream? Yeah. I know we're telling us ourselves the story where we go, it's a concrete bridge, looks like it could handle me, maybe me <laughs> and, a, and a companion. But really part of it is going, sound. <laughs> you're also doing something so much more far out, which is creating reality. Right, right, which is yeah, which is that's exciting, strange. and 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 <laughs> that is exciting, and helps and helps, I think, propose that there is meaning that that every like that basically this is all right, this is all working out even if we don't understand it. Yeah, that's right. Um, and that because that phenomenon was transferable. If right. this truth, this sound that you heard in your head comes out of your mandolin, and then I hear it, you go. This matters. This matters somehow. Like a, a maddening twilight zone would be like you say something and I – we hate that. We hate the universe and human beings as a part of the universe. We love resolution. Right. Why do songs end on the chord often that they started with? Or if you're choosing something dissonant, that's a choice for another evocation of right. feeling. Uh, oh, we, why do we like the major scale? Right, why right. does that sound major to us? <laughs> I, would love, I would love to. I, I right? know. I, I have buddies who I have. I have buddies who submit that if we were raised on atonal music, 
that we that would we, like it. We actually that it would be fine. We would we would find the order in it. It is still it's still oh. made by people with with minds who would still who impose analyze. meaning on it. That's actually kind of lovely in a different way. I I'd love I I I don't know if the if the child exists who has. Right. Uh, who has well, been brought up with, you know, an equal amount of atonal music to do tonal music. Do tone-deaf people like music? I've had some tone-deaf people on this podcast, and they do like music. But I think, I think every – I feel like everyone likes art in its various forms. Yeah, sure. And, and they don't all agree on what's, what's the great stuff, although maybe over time they kind of do for the most part. Right. Over a long period of time. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, it's only assholes who are like, ah, Bach, nah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I think we get confused though. That's the guy, the guy that goes Bach, whatever, is me 15 going, I hate museums. Because uh-huh. nobody told me that when you listen to Bach, you don't have to understand no. theory and A and this is the B part and this is the A part again or whatever. You can just listen to it and cry because the way that a hand glides over pianos that delicately, those keys that delicately, reminds you of the fragility of your own existence. Totally. And have a good weep or feel happy at a sad song for no reason. But no – like I feel like art requires instruction to go like it's OK to get what you want out of the song or the art or whatever. Wouldn't you agree? A- 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 no, absolutely. I know you do, I this is what we're talking I completely agree. But then – OK. So I want to bring it to uh, – so transfer all of that to athletes and then also to food Please. and beverage. Can't wait. So I, I – because to me, to me, I feel like it's all the same. And I've actually had this ar- – I've had an argument. So I'm a huge wine geek, uh-huh. um, which is just, I know, reprehensible on so many levels. It is not. Levels. I, you know uh, what that is? I, I tried to get obsessed into wine uh, one day. But the, I'm just defending you for a moment. I think obsession into anything – there's a there's a nobleness to it. Whenever I see somebody that's like, I'm really into Dungeons and Dragons, I'm like, good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this universe begs for people to dig dug into things, like really dig and appreciate. So when someone – I know it's pretentious to go like, I taste clay in this wine. I taste <laughs> – yes. Barn smell right, in this right. wine. Barnyard. Uh, exactly. Or this wine reminds me of summer camp. Or sunsets or locust. Whatever it is, that's just a person paying attention. We can also get obs- uh, obsessed about sodas or sandwiches or basketball, all these things. So I'm just green lighting you. Uh, on the wine feel- thing. Yes, I okay, know great. because wine costs money or it used to be bourgeois. Who cares? Like enjoy wine. Good for right, you. Right, right. <laughs> a lot of things cost money. And, and wine is one of them. But also if you go – if you if you do go – to bring it back to earth too on the money front, if you go to Italy or France, like the table wine is great. The thing that you get for a couple euros yeah. at, at at you know a little – a little bistro, and yeah. or sorry, they they wouldn't know the bistros are fancier actually in, in Paris. What, what would they say? They would say we say bistro or, for uh, our crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, just a little place go to the airport. In the country. There's a nice bistro. <laughs> right. Sorry. Yes, exactly. I'm with you. When I was so, in Rome, the table wine, I was like, "What is going on? Yeah, what's here? going on? I don't understand. They don't send us their good cheap stuff. They send us their good expensive stuff. Right. Um, but but uh, I think there's this crazy, um, this crazy interaction between. Human beings, art to me is is a human interaction between, or sorry, hum, humans interacting with the world that we're presented with in various ways, mm-hmm. and like taking the materials 
that we're presented with and turning them into something that we, that we enjoy and that we then share with another person. And again, it's not complete until you, until you detect joy from that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a result of sh- of you having shared this, but thing with isn't them. that you just nailed what it is really about wine, which could be coffee and could be pickles? Is it's the painting of the house, right? I drink the wine, and I remember very vividly a wine that tasted like cinnamon to me, and the sommelier or whoever was pouring it wasn't a sommelier; it was just a wine bar. He didn't see it, and then when he finally found it, like saw it, it was like this beautiful. It was the moment where I go, "Is yellow yellow?" That's all wine is. It's the game of going, right. are you getting this? Right, right, exactly. Which is the game of life. <laughs> strong, strong. And, and speaking strong. of coffee, okay, so what do you have in there? Coffee. Yes, and from where? It is uh, just from the grocery store. They sell the cold brew coffee. They, uh, yeah. my, wife, my wife has the – it's always emergency cold brew. So it's – Yeah. She, oh, this is well, our emergency. I, I would more... rather go to a coffee shop. I usually do, but I was running late. You're, oh, you were? A little bit. What's your coffee shop? There's a place called Brew in my neighborhood. Brew, and I, I like. I've been drinking the nitro stuff. It's really strong. Nitro is good. Yeah, it's really it tastes good. like Guinness. It does taste like Guinness, or like it feels like Guinness. it feels like Guinness. It doesn't, it doesn't taste, taste like Guinness, like Guinness as much. It as feels like, like Guinness. Yeah, there we go. Um, what this is so. This is this is from this place, Squirrel. squirrel. You know about Squirrel? In it's um, with they spell Squirrel incorrectly. S Q I R L. It is oh. very 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 good coffee. They finally fixed that word for us. Matt McCarthy, my friend, has a bit about how that's the hardest to spell word. Oh, that's a crazy word. Or to squirrel spell. with diarrhea. This is his bet. Those are two words that are very difficult. To are spell. they both d- double R double L? Is S-Q-U-I-R. that how that world works? You know what, how you spell squirrel? Or just one on R. your laptop. Yeah, <laughs> let it fix it. That's right. <laughs> it's a let it fix the, it the word. Red, the red squiggly line of, yeah. of you messed up. Yeah, and Not then, nauseous too. <laughs> oh God, I couldn't even get close on nauseous. I don't think. <laughs> Not oh, but is that the one that's like nauseous? Nauseous. Oh, you know who says nauseous? Nauseous. Tom Petty in my favorite uh, Tom Petty song. He says nauseous adrenaline in time to move on. He says nauseous. I love those little moves where where singer songwriters are just like I'm going to say it. How he also says down into Los Angeles. I love that. He calls it Los Angeles. He does it to rhyme with knees, but still Tom Petty. I do too. Speaking of. Uh, oddly pronounced Los Angeles, the beginning of, I'm of Big Lebowski. So you don't forget. Oh, coffee. Got it. Oh, that we just got that we got there and then and then bailed quickly. Sometimes the fans get uh, annoyed that I don't let people finish what they're saying, and I say, "Do they tell you that?" Sometimes. Let's talk about no, that. No, let's for not. A <laughs> let's not. Let's talk about I'm no. Trying but let's to talk do right by them. As we're no, no, and 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 that's awesome, and that's a whole part of what we're talking about. Is like is like when you listen when you're like, "Is talking. this yellow?" And they're like, "No." Yeah. No. Right. That's green. Well, they want completion. Why'd you tell me it was yellow? We're talking about the. <laughs> And <laughs> and they want that last chord to ring out. Right, and they're like, the no, you point. you ended this song in a different key than you started, and right. you think that you you think you threw us the the proper breadcrumbs to get back home with you, right. but no, you, you took us to a whole different house. We're not home, and furthermore, I don't like where we are. Right, which and is how you feel you, when you listen to a Love Supreme for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is. Right. This podcast is Coltrane, baby. <laughs> da, 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 da. Where's he going? Da, 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 da. He's just doing that thing and he's just moving it around willy nilly. That's oh, a guy. so rad. That's a guy who's so good he's bored and he's just like, deal with this. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, Calvin's putting his feet up on Get the table. Get comfy, Cal. Sarah Duck really settling into a major Sarah and Duck view <laughs> right so, here. So tell me what you were saying. Well, because I so, keep blowing it. So that no, but that uh, that I, I'm I'm so interested. I, I've never been more um, more exposed to how people are feeling about the thing that I'm doing as I have been since I started hosting oh, this show. Oh, buddy, let's talk about it. That's what I'm talking about. I yeah. agree. We and should now, talk about And this. now you're, you're making a show that this is – I mean this is surely the most – Is this, this is the most people that have interacted yeah. with a thing that you've made before, right? And there's the most writing on it, I would assume, yeah. as far as like the network. Yeah, and, for sure. It's the high stakes table. And, and people are spending money on same what you're doing. You. Yeah, yeah same, right. People are spending set. money. So it goes out live on Saturday. Yeah. And it's like, that's like legit live, not like late night live. I mean, right. we're, so one of the reasons we were talking, y'all, y'all, let's be real. One of the reasons Pete and I were talking about that the red light was on. Right. Is because it's not, it's not like it's delayed. It's not like it's broadcast as if live. Uh, or like as if live people talk about <laughs> right live to tape um, right but no we're actually like just there with the nine second delay <laughs> and and so yeah they just have nine seconds to save us from ourselves yeah. if we like if we just forget if you jj reddick yeah no i i hear that because when i came on your show i was i had never i realized i was like and i'd love to do your show again but i was like i think this is these are the 15 minutes that i can do right now you know what I mean? Right, oh, right. There, right. There's not like not acres of material There's not that's acres. okay for public radio. And a lot of that has to do with my own. And I know we were brought up similarly, or at least I think we were. Yes. And I'm sort of performing. Which we haven't even touched yet. We will. And okay. I'm performing for my people. And I kind of know them. And I kind of love them. But I'm also yeah. afraid of them. Right. And I'm afraid of letting them down. And right. I'm up there. And I'm just like, remember, I was going to, I told the story about getting engaged on a hot air balloon. Yes. And then you, uh, you voted actually that I do say this, that the guy kept calling everything gay. And I was like, sir, you pilot a balloon, right? Which is right. a very harmless joke. Nope. And, and, but at the end of the funny. day, I, but I, it was more me than anybody on the show. They were like, somebody went, we'll get letters. He was like, right. it's okay, but we're going to get letters and you're going to get letters. Right. So. You're doing some quacking over there, bud. Yeah, quackers. <laughs> <laughs> nice job reminding Just us what's important enlightening the moment oh uh, he really does it was beautiful <laughs> but in that moment i decided i'm such a i was so afraid of doing poorly so you must live with that let's talk about what it was what it's like for you is you kind of live in that tension i suppose right well that, that i'm that i'm hearing about it all the time and that and that it affects more so so you know, you can't. I don't know about you. I I am unable to once once I make a thing that first round of reviews or whatever. Mm. It's like I can't quite pull myself away. I I I, I yeah, want to read them. I want to see <laughs> what that like. You know, however many listens in my case, yeah. the reviewer is willing to give. I I I suspect they're the people who are doing their jobs. And you can always tell. I mean, God, some of the some of the some of the um ah. Uh, some of the most infuriating reviews that I've ever gotten have been the most positive. But it was just like, oh, you, you didn't get. You it. might not have even listened more than. Have you seen Lady Bird? Like, two or three songs. What's that? Did you see Lady? No, Bird? I haven't seen it. It's not. It's not going to spoil it. They do a high school play, and it's directed by this priest. And at the end, everyone's walking out, and they play it so straight, and it's so funny. The priest just goes, "They didn't get it." 
And you just go like, and everyone loved it, but he was like, they didn't get it. And I was like, I've I've had that happen oh, too. Oh yeah, right. Like, Man, they just don't get it. They just didn't. Even quite if they even listen. if they say, is right. that is that kind of what you're feeling? Yeah, but so there's the reviews are one thing. Mm. Then after I made a record, like I'll I'll check in with the reviews, um, just to s- kind of see how it's being, pre- like what what window into it people who aren't going to give it a listen unless someone basically kind of leads them to the streaming source, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, it would be one thing if, if, if back in the day, if you had, if you had a record deal, um, like with the filters that be in, or you got on the radio, it was like people were going to be exposed to this thing and then they could make their own decision. But they were going to be exposed to it because the filters were such that you were kind of going to hear what was there. Right. Now on the, with the internet and streaming and everything, I mean, it's just – it's the wild, wild west as far as what you want to listen to as a, a person. A walks into a like, bar. Yeah. And there's, there's <laughs> just yeah, – there's just you – are, you are your own filter and you're going to have to figure it out. Right. Uh, and in a way, that's amazing. And in another way, it's, it's, it's hard. It might make um, – there's this sense that like the, the the width and breadth of the world's music library is at our fingertips. There's that, right? But the finding of it is more complicated than ever and requires more participation than right, ever. Right. So so there's a way in which I think our listening is is maybe even more homogenized than ever. Totally. Um, you get overwhelmed. Right. You get overwhelmed, and so you end up just listening to that thing that everyone's listening to because it's all you can find, and you don't really have the time to go find stuff for yourself. Right. What do I work for you? You know, that's how I feel. I, I go, Alexa. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, play music? Right, play I don't music. know. I, I get panicked. Too right. many choices. We're not good with a lot of choices. No, no, no. But but I mean, and some of us are, and some of us. Some, so some of us right. go to go to music the way that I've been getting into this one wine grape Nebbiolo, and 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 so there's just music is their thing, and and in their in their quiet moments, they're they're sifting through the world's music, and they're like, oh my god, right, right. check this out. Right. I, I love. I'll get into an Uber with with some guy who loves music and has no idea that I'm a musician, and and just like, hey, check this out. Really? And I used it used to bum me out because almost always I would be thinking about music that I'm writing or like trying to kind of write something in my head or even working on lyrics. And now now I'm down because that guy, uh, one, I could learn something. Right. Um, He's like out I did. In the wild. So some Uber driver introduced me to this band called Hiatus Coyote that I'm not sure I would have run into, the bluegrass right. kid that I am. Right. Um, if you meet a coyote, you better hope he's on hiatus. <laughs> I don't want an active duty coyote because he's going to eat me. <laughs> I want one that's taking it easy. <laughs> Coyotes are the least threatening predator. Are they the least For threatening sure. predator? If, if I've seen them on my hike. But they all seem to be high Every coyote is a hiatus guy. It's like I'm not. Oh no, I'm not. Uh, but but they okay. introduce you to hiatus. Yeah, they uh, HC, which I which I. So I love how that happens. The the people the people out there for whom music is 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 this kind of life affirming hobby or yeah, something like yeah. not even a hobby anymore. It's like this is one of the things I do with my life as I listen to music. Right. The way that one of the things I do with my my life is I I watch Roger Roger Federer play tennis and I and and it means you know that kind of thing like yeah. I just want want him to do well. It's one of the things I do with my life is yeah. want Roger Federer to do well. Yeah, um, and 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 that actually means something to me. And the yeah. way that he works his body to do that thing right, is right. is seems to me like a like a a check mark. Over on the side of life is not meaningless. Absolutely. If he can do this, then yeah. how, how great is 
existence. Yeah, how great is it to be alive? Right. Okay, but so way back to the other the other situation of like, so now I have this show that's being experienced kind of on the regular by a lot of people instead of I would make a record. And, and the nice thing about a record is that it finds the people who are going to love it over time. Mm. I don't, so, so even though I'll look at the reviews and, <clears throat> and I'll sort of celebrate over the well-written positive ones and actually learn something from the well-written negative ones at times and, um, and then, you know, fume and lose hours of my life, you yeah. know, fuming about both both uh uh positive and negative poorly written reviews yeah um which is just god you should you just shouldn't look yeah um but but um can i and i agree please i only i've only been looking more at comments lately because i'm in a thinner place so i'm craving that affirmation and that's when uh, i see all the negative ones I so it's so a dangerous place it's so tough i go on and i'm like I'm waiting for a season three pickup, so I'm thin and I'm a little desperate. So I'm looking on Twitter for love, and then occasionally I'll be like, "Let your guests finish their stories, you fucking idiot," or something. Oh. And I'm like, Ugh. and I'm like, this is why when I'm good, I don't look, and when you're good, when you're really pumping, I bet you're not looking. Yeah, and most of the time, so yeah, exactly. After after I'm done with the record, basically, if I put out the record, you know, I think it's good. Like mm-hmm. I, I think it's good. You're if not just under contract, out, right? No, yeah. if it's out, I'm pretty psyched. Right, 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 right. Um, and 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 ultimately, there's not much anyone could. I look back at my very my my very early work, and 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 go like, oh my god, that's made by another person whose musical taste I'm not down. I'm not down with. What's Quack. going on over there, bud? Quack. Yep. We need a mic on him. <laughs> there you go. Just in case you want to chime in, Calvin. Just chime in with those quacks, buddy. It's like, Daddy, are you talking about music again? This is it. This is it, man. That's life. This it's is beautiful. Gonna be Daddy. Daddy's going to be talking about music. Calvin drums. Calvin likes to drum. I love it. But, okay, so so I'll go back and listen to, to, to things that I did when I was, when I was young. very young yep. and not like it at all. And that, I'm sure that will happen to some things that I like of mine now. Sure, but but more or less, <clears throat> more or less, creating un- the art now that later we'll think is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and and oh, and 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 God help you if you create something that people love that you end up not loving. That's a tricky situation. Creep. <laughs> the song creep. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't. They don't yeah. really. They don't play it. They don't really do it. Yeah. Although, didn't they play it on the last tour? I Did they? they? Were, I think they were playing creep on the last tour. No. Yeah. I, I always saw thought some creep YouTube's. Was the rare moment where some producer got in radio's head's ear and they were like, "Now, strike when the iron's hot." Put out a song like that. Do you know what that song's about? To no. me. What? Oh. The. I'm a oh, oh, that oh. thing. It's um, yeah. that. It's like locked we love and that. loaded. In the, the 90s, chorus. we love that. Well, it smells like Team Spirit was like, you can just. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. That oh, yeah. Hitting a string without pushing on the frets well. Right. I mean, I, for me, I actually sort of agree with Radiohead. Pa- Pablo Honey in general. I don't hate it. I, it's not. It's not I'm my, sorry. I love Radiohead. It's yeah, like one of my favorite bands ever. I, it just doesn't speak to me. I love The National. I don't listen to their first records either. Oh, interesting. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. They, I thought they found it on the second one. Right, right. They fa- oh, and then God. when they found Radiohead. it, what brother, did they find it? They you found know it what I mean? they keep finding How do they keep doing that? I, I mean, the know. last record of Moonshade Pool is, is, is so good. They're a mojo people. If you read like a Tom York interview, they're all about mojo. They're all about – Quentin Tarantino is the same. I've heard him in interviews just talking about trying to like keep the juice flowing. Right. 
They and I think they even verge on superstitious, where they're just like they won't leave their hometown. They 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 do this. It's it's ceremonial. Oh, bless them, right? I I I've met I met the drummer, um, uh, a a a while ago. But other than that, I've had no contact. Mm. And I love them so much. Get them on. Uh, I love them so much. Oh, we tried. How often we do people just got them. Prairie Home? We almost. Do you oh, mind? The, it's almost. It's almost. On always. your Wikipedia, it says, here's Chris hosting Prairie Home Companion. I'm like, was he? Right. <laughs> he was a guest on Prairie Home Companion. He hosts live from here. Right. But who cares? It's fine. Right. That's fine. It's nice if they call it anything. Sure. Um, <laughs> Sorry. You were but saying. But what I'm curious about, well, going back, I'm curious for you now. So, like, you're talking about. You're looking because you're you're you In, want a th- season three pickup. Yeah, yeah. And because and, my monster is a little hungry. <clears throat> your monster's hungry. So I let the hungry into why, the mess, and in the mess, there's some shit in there. Absolutely. And I, I, I. So once I started hosting the show, I was boy, I was pretty glued to to Twitter after after right. a show, yeah. seeing what what, what even do people, do people think yeah. about this? Because right. also, it's not like a record for me. I I I get to stew with a record for six months, or right. so we're in the process of um the reason i went to bed late is is we were up um we were up until two putting the finishing tracks on like the basic track of this of this punch brothers song for our for our next record and and we get to sit there and and polish polish and do this thing and rewrite and and rearrange and um now you're multiple in the, takes you're and, in the fryer now and like <laughs> yeah and and now uh and with the show it's just like oh boy here yeah. we go brand new Two hours of entertainment, and there's an argument to be made. Then sometimes, other moments of clarity, I go, "It is our show." Often, the fans will say, "I love you," but please let the guests finish their story or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm. there's almost a level where it is helpful, right? Sometimes, right. because now that you're doing something every week, you could read something critical, change your behavior, absolutely, and be better. Right. It Whereas just, the it record still is hurts. done. Yeah, the yeah. show, like an episode of the show, is, do- is, is done. done. You're but not going to go back and change something. You can, as weird as it is, you can affect future episodes of Live from Here. And you made it weird with a tweet. It's true, <laughs> and, and and you will. And I do think sometimes people forget how how much power they wield. Whoa! Do I have a phone going off in my life right now? <laughs> I do. That's weird. That's cool. Sorry about that. Do you need that. to take it? No. I think actually, yeah, I do because it's Claire. Do it, darling. <laughs> oh, you did. Okay, we're we're podcasting away here, and Calvin is just watching Saren Duck, um, and every now and then he quacks for us. It's pretty solid, solid vibes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Okay, all right, bye. Can we keep that in? That's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. You don't mind? No, I don't mind at all. We went back. Domesticity. I, we left. We went home to the hotel yeah. after your show. And we turned on the TV and we were just looking for random movies, just something to watch. Yeah. And we picked some movie that had Chris Klein in it and your wife was in it. Oh. Isn't that weird? Yes. Like we weren't trying to find a movie that had your wife in it. We were like, <laughs> this looks like some weird, like where's Chris Klein been? Like strange thing. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And then and your wife was in it. She was good. Oh. So keep going. Um, where were we? We were talking. Oh, oh, right. The comments. The people, you are powerful, and and actually, this this harkens back to kind of the whole conversation is that is that you are the completion of the art, mm. and in that sense, you're you are a collaborator, and and are fully entitled to getting in there and doing what you can to make it what you think it should be. 
Yes. Um, and that and that is this, you know, uh, this gift that one of the the few gifts that social media has given to us is is that interaction with yes. our with our people. Well, we bring this up all the time. Star Wars does George Lucas owe it to the fans to not fuck up the movies that they love with his oh, right. new additions and stuff. And I would say it's it's both. It's yes and no. It's yes it's and in no. between. It's yes and no. But also, it's interesting the 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 extent to which people are comfortable dehumanizing each other on social media. Like sure. it's a, since it's two dimensional, it's, it's almost like they can have a caricature of their own ire. That's right. About things. Sarah and duck. <laughs> you can become your worst self in the, in the shroud of the internet. Right. And no one, and no one will be the wiser. They see yeah. you at the coffee shop. They won't know that you're the person it was who you. spewed <laughs> yeah. hatred and vitriol right, all right, right. over like an entire, right. Uh, an entire people. Right. Um, or whatever it is. And it, and I do think that it's baby steps towards acting that way in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that we're seeing that oh, all around sure. us. For sure. Is that, is that basically people... You try it out. Can I be a bully? Yeah. Can I got I, away with it. Well, let's try it in real life. Let's try it in real life now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and of course, social media is real life. It's, it's a new right. way in which we interact with, right. with each other. And it just... It does suck how mean we are. Right. Um, that was and, one of the things on Chris Rock special. I loved Chris Rock special. Just watched it. Thought it was great. But he talks about how cyberbullying uh, isn't real bullying. Uh, and I was like, I get it. Good premise. He's like, nobody's ever been cyber throw down a flight of stairs. Fair. Uh, but what we're missing is just how like strange, mysterious, lonely, and like vulnerable it is just to be a person. And I know this sounds very bleeding heart liberal or whatever, but I'm a believer. Like I used to get prank phone calls when I was a kid. I, w- I think I might have rather been punched, you know what I mean, like, right. than, than been teased in that way. Right. Oh, you know? interesting. Because if somebody punched me, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not saying I would have punched them back. I'm not being a tough guy. I'm just saying at least I didn't have so much time to sit and do I still think about getting those calls. It hurt my feelings a lot more than the sum of its parts. You know right. Yeah, absolutely. So this bullying does matter. It's it's it gets really intense sometimes. People kill themselves because of it. Oh God, it's terrible. It it, it's just I mean yeah, cyberbullying. Again, I I defend Chris Rock's right to make that joke. I'm not saying take that joke out. Oh, I think it's it's great. It's a good good joke. Good joke. I laughed. I loved it. But I laugh at things I disagree with all the time. And here we are talking about it, and that's part of our participation with art, including the art of stand up. Mm. I'm not saying don't say it. I'm just saying I'm also allowed to be like that's a little weird. I don't know if I agree with it, but I love it. Right, right, and you can and you can laugh and 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 think something is untrue. That's right. That's right. And you can enjoy a piece of music and actually and and go like, oh, that wouldn't be the, that's actually not a great uh, harmonic that like this, right. this song doesn't have the proper uh, harmonic momentum to get me to the place that they ended up in. Right. I don't. I don't actually agree with Isn't where you left me. Like a movie, you go. You didn't earn that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You didn't earn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that. That character wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, wait, you just you did that. You you wrote yourself into a corner, yeah. and then you, uh, and then you just sort of conveniently introduced a new part of the character yeah. that none of us believes. Yeah, to get yourself out of a hole. Oh, the more and, I write for TV, the more I notice that stuff. Where I'm like, wait a minute. And for the most part, nobody seems to really care mm, too much. Right. I'm not saying our show's perfect. I'm just saying it makes me more aware. Where I'm like. I think they're just doing that because it's good or funny or interesting, but you don't know if it's authentic. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like it's sprung from right from the world, which is again what we're trying to do is ultimately underline that there that there is the possibility that this all does mean something, right? And that it's beautiful and it's 
and, and it's worth our time, yeah. and it's worth the agony of a bad breakup, and it's worth yeah, it's, it's, it's worth it's Roger Federer playing tennis again, right? Yeah, yo, know, the breakup was horrible, but the art was incredible. We have balance now. Yes. It restores balance to the universe and we love balance. Nature hates a vacuum or a void. It fills things and that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Let me ask you something about tropes. I don't know how to ask this, but you're such a brilliant musician. God, you're incredible. I've been listening to your stuff. You're so unbelievable. What do you think of music tropes? Talk about Radiohead, right? Radiohead Mm. seems to go out of their way to be like, we're not going to just do the bop, shoe bop, doo-doop, ba-doop, boo. You know that like verse, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, oh. verse, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, 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 chorus. Yeah. What I'm saying is when I listen to a musician I've never heard before and they play a song and then uh, it, let's just make up a song. It starts yeah. with like, it's lonely in Vermont when the trees are crying. Right? Great. Then the song happens. Yeah. And the chorus is like, Vermont, Vermont, whatever. Yep. It goes and then up. at the end – it returns to – he goes, it's lonely in Vermont when trees are crying. And That's right. one of the ways we end songs. Yep. We're right do you know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm going to do the first line of the first verse and that's one of the ways we've agreed as a people and we as listeners expect it and musicians as musicians give it. Yeah. We've established a vocabulary, a palette. And we all kind of play by those rules. And sometimes I listen to music and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. You got six strings in infinity. Yeah. And you always give me like – I'm not saying you can't always do it. But why? where does the line lie in giving people what they recognize as music and representing what's actually in your soul? OK. So that, <laughs> that is – that ending, right? Yeah. Is the same as Calvin Spinach Bites. Tell me everything. So, so <laughs> it's this like frozen Dr. Prager's spinach bites. He'll eat it and then he won't die of starvation. So we give him the Prager's spinach bites because he might not – he might just not eat. Right. And um, you need to cram – you need to trick him into eating what he needs. And so and, – and human beings are this way. We – the things that we don't necessarily care about um, but kind of need mm. like music – um, we'll take a spinach bite. Spinach bite. People will, people like, so musicians and, and I mean, again, God, so pop music, that is not a genre. That's just what's popular. <laughs> um, and it could that's be, so funny. it could be anything. Yeah, Taylor Swift is dance music. Sounds like you know what yeah, I mean? it's, dan- it's, it's dancing. We call yeah. it pop music. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Maybe it's not perfectly dance music, but we just call it pop music. Like that's a thing. Like like that's a genre of right. music. The pop it, music like, of the 70s no, was, I mean, was Bach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the, well, uh, so so Be- Beethoven was the most popular. Like Beethoven was the most talked about yeah. musician of his of his time. Yeah. The things have changed a lot. Um, and there are there are people at the very top of the heap right now who are doing very unusual things yeah. um, with form. I mean, I, I think look at Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly." Like the form of that record yeah. is is stunning. Yeah, it's stunning. And and one of the things that's stunning, one of the main things that's stunning about it is that those songs start in a place and end in a different place a lot. Of you the see time. that a lot. The first time I listened to a lot like Chance and stuff, yeah. a lot of the newer hip hop, mm-hmm. I didn't even. My brain didn't even know what I was listening to. Yeah. I kept, I had this bit. I, I'm ashamed where I was like, he doesn't rap. It's Chance the Rapper. It's, why? It should be Chance the Singer. He's not rapping. Because I didn't know what he – now I listen to it and I hear rap and I hear what he's doing. But it took me a while to acclimate 
to what I think what you're saying right. these new forms. He's they're exploding, and and everything is the opera. Any 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 time you make art, do you want to sit with me, bud? You want to <laughs> sit? You want to sit on my lap? You want to participate yeah. in the podcast at this point <laughs> while we talk about song form because this is one of Daddy's favorite things to talk about. Yes, um, don't forget what so, you're saying. So I think that the thing is that oh, we're gonna no. do some counting. Oh, we forgot ten. I think. No, he continued in his head. If you play back, he oh was really? On there beat. was. Oh, okay, <laughs> amazing, amazing. So, so I tell I me everything. Think, Kendrick Lamar. It's start, really, ends in a really, place it wasn't in the beginning. Yeah, it's really, really important. The reason that you feel the way you feel about that particular trope, tick, yeah, songwriting tick. You know, you can get if you if you can go to the end. And do the same thing that you did at the beginning, but all of a sudden it has a, a, an entirely. I'll I'll do this on occasion. Sometimes going back to the exact thing that you, you know, in a, it, it, think about a film like where you you might you you actually might start with you start with this thing, and then it takes you an hour and a half to get back to that exact it's, scene. It's Ladybird. Oh, really? They it do open, that. It opens with her mom <clears throat> driving. It closes with her mom driving. Her. It's not a spoiler. It shows the similarities between her and her mother. Right. And so, so that kind of thing, you can, you can justify as long as you've been on a ride and, and that, and that last it. thing has changed you as a result of making it through that three-minute song or four-minute song. And then, and then something about what you began with, hearing that at the end, is now some sort of a like, right. oh. Right, right. And that's what, yep. Oh, but the problem is, and that's that's how that happened. I think that's, that's how, how that, that happened. That's how it started. Is that's because that happened. can be so satisfying. It's a, it's when you're like, wait, what does that mean? Oh, that's yeah, what it means, right? And and but the problem now is that is that it is it's it's so lazy to just do it because it works. It totally right. works. Right. You know what else works is 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 Starbucks works. Right. You know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Right, right. It's fine. Um, so McDonald's, you, say- you, you, will, you will be full yeah, yeah, yeah. after it, and you'll know exactly what it's going to be. Right. You'll know exactly what it's going to be. And, and so what I want to avoid saying is that there's a lot of that in popular music because, again, what does popular music even mean? It's just something that is being listened to a lot. And, boy, Kendrick Lamar is being listened to a lot. Radiohead's being re- listened to a lot. And that's music that is 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 just it, its heart is beating right it, it, it is li- it's a living breathing it was made changing for thing the sake of itself for, for the sake of itself it, they're not it wanted to be yeah and 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 i think that what there is is there's a genre of music that is being that that is made for money yeah. yep. and that's a different thing that's that's a that's a crazy um when you're talking about like a for, like a formula, or there's that computer program that that analyzes how close your song is to the one that picked Nora Jones's record. That do you remember? Malcolm Gladwell talked about there was a computer that predicted Nora Jones's record would, would win be, the Grammy. Oh, and it did. Right. Well, isn't that nuts? That's interesting. Which is interesting because you wouldn't think it was Nora Jones because that's like a beautiful like uh, jazz standard. Right, record and, or and, and sort of lovely singing. That does yeah. happen. The Grammys. The Grammys. The Grammys sort their thing out every now and then sure um you know but, but, but I, I think i wish our, i wish that example was more corny so we could really know what we're talking about right um <laughs> there's there's uh i still feel like wait was it what was, was the it computer you was were it kendrick the, to pimper butterfly lost to taylor swift's to, to, what was the record called yeah 20 20 something or 16 
1989. I think that's and and again, this is no knock on Taylor Swift, and I haven't listened to the to to the whole record down and. Who knows? I mean, I, I'm always I'm always up for being surprised. But I, I heard the songs off it, and, yeah. and and I feel pretty comfortable here on uh, you know on your podcast saying that I, that in my opinion, uh, for what it's worth, Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly" is a masterpiece. Yeah, and 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 1989 is 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 good pop music. Right. Um. She she mission accomplished. Right. You know, like like that music was was meant to be heard and and enjoyed by the most amount of people possible. Right. And it is. Right. It is. Whereas what thrills me about like I don't think Kendrick really thought that much about how many people were gonna love right. what he was writing. As opposed and look to... at how many people loved what he was writing. Right. That's crazy. That's the and guy that... it's the difference between the guy going to the par bar and meeting the woman of his dreams because he's being himself. Yeah, right. And he persuades her. And the guy who read the book on how to pick up chicks. The game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He read the game and went in and was like, this is what works. And I'm going to get the prettiest girl. And we're going to wear cologne and, and he perfume. Does. And, and it works. And it does. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right, right. But there's those authentic, like we love authenticity in somebody that's just like, I made this record. And then it still was popular. And yeah. And then yeah. it was still like <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. Right. And Kendrick already had a platform. You know, he was he was building that platform, and then I think uh, my understanding of it is that th- that record kind of like launched it into the into the stratosphere. Yeah. That that you know, w- if anything was was more ambitious, was more esoteric, like right. crazier forms, right? Uh, reaching for the absolute stars. That that that's um, that's the carrot being dangled in front of any artist. Is that is that is that. Ultimately, people want and love good things. We'll take – like we're hungry. Mm-hmm. We're hungry. And if we don't find something great, we'll eat something bad right. just to keep us going. Right. And, and, and or that's because the same, we don't know what to tell us. Let's get a play. Yeah, we, right, yeah, right, we exactly. go, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just play something. And it'll be fine because music is wonderful. It's a wonderful thing to have in your life. And, and even – even bad music is nice. It's like pizza. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not always nice, but like, right, exactly. Pizza right, or something, right. it's going to be fine. And, and you know, Heinz ketchup is manipulated in just the way to right. make you need more of it. And, right. It's and, number one for a reason. Yeah. And, and pop song form often, right. like, like as far as standard. But they even get into the point where they're understanding that the narrative is part of the story, like how they work. And I like the record 1989. I've said is that it good? before. I do like it. Um, but... You know, I like it for what it is. I don't. Why am I trying to sound cool? I like it. And then, oh yeah, no, this. this but I'm sure it's good. They've even. I think they've even done the work. And I'm kind of a skeptic when, it, or I'm cynical when it comes to this sort of stuff. Where I feel like they even know about people like me, and they want me to like the record. So they write stories and they break stories about like how involved she was, how much she wrote it. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? So they're like. This isn't uh, a boy band. This is Taylor. And oh, they, no, she writes. She, on, I, and yeah. I'm sure she does. But they even know that that's part of the selling. Mm. Because on the record, I have the extended version, it shows her playing rough drafts of the song. Why do that? Well, because we now have a cultural appetite for we want to know, you wrote it. You wrote it. You know, because we've oh, all right, gotten we, wise. We know about the song factory. Exactly, the song factory. Yeah. We want to know that Taylor is real. And then she uses that realness to also sell Diet Coke. She's right. like, look, I'm real and Diet Coke is real. Again, no, oh, no She's disrespect. crushing it. She's <laughs> crushing it. And okay, I, what, what I will say, there's that part, lest, lest people think that, that I'm Taylor Hayden right now. Right. There's that. So my, oh, I don't think you are. My, my, uh, 
the turning point for me was the chorus of that Look What You Made Me Do song. Yeah. Which is very smart, uh, rhythmically. The, ooh, look what you made me do. Yeah, she does Look that. what you made me do. And then to add the word just to change the yeah. rhythm. Yeah. Look you know what, what that you is? just made me do. Bo, look what no, you... no, 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 no. It's the same lick twice, slightly different. One of the greatest licks of all time is yep. the same thing twice, slightly different. Slightly different. Our brains love it. Oh, it's it's, it's so satisfying. <laughs> look what you just made, made me do. <laughs> what you just Slight, made me do and we're can, back. You can also sing along. It's it's complete. It's very cool. It's a very round hamburger. It's very cool. So then I, my, my, I, my hat went off. We actually did that chorus on the show for her birthday when mm. it was we do this thing on the show where where we oh. whoever's birthday like musicians birthdays who what would you do like a, a, a sort of like crazy flash what's up bud <laughs> do you want to say something to the listeners calvin what do you think dad, dad. <laughs> <laughs> dad, dad, dad. wow <laughs> oh, you you don't have anything for that. Pete just shut you down with a fart noise. <laughs> I thought we were talking gibberish. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, all of that to say that song that 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 I do think, um, the thing that we're all trying to do is is yeah is to make we're not we're not running from an audience. We don't we don't mean to run from an audience. It's right. just that making something, you know. Via things like song form, there is a way to do a thing that people that is established as something that people like and want. Right. Um, but it already exists, and they can just keep listening to that. Right. So there's not really a way other. There's not really a reason to do that more other than money. Right. Um, and money. Have you cool. run into that? Do you feel like those tugs at your at your essence? That sure, it's like, Chris. We want you to write a Chris, Christmas album. Maybe you have a Christmas. It's album. It's my own. Know. No, I don't. I, I don't. But I would consider it. Sure. Um. Uh. But you, if if I felt like I had I would something, buy, I if would I buy had, your Christmas album. <laughs> if I, if, like you have one pre order right here. Yeah. One yeah. mark mark in the uh, in the yes column. Chris, uh, Christmas album might be the wrong thing. Has somebody been like you should do a song like this? Have you been tempted by the uh, people since I since I kind of came of musical age have been wondering you know what oh what why why does this why is this one got to be so long or like what why so many chords I remember oh I remember. Um, my manager of all people sent me this email. I think he must have been feeling like I was getting a little too labyrinthian with the songs of the week mm. and sent me an email from, from a fella in, um, I just remember he was from Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, and the guy, the guy was saying, um, you know, this may work in your music world, but if you're going to write songs with a narrative, you can't have all of these unexpected chord changes. That's what he really. That's what, what a, he said. What a very like kind of learned, kind of unlearned response. Right. It was yeah. It's like this simultaneously <laughs> eloquent sort of, kind of like keep also, it simple, dummy. Right. Right. Kind yeah. of this. But that's. Um, it was. It was just. It. It made me feel like I was on the wrong, on the right path. Mm. Of that. Of that. I, I am looking for unexpected, and and it it will be. Um, That'll be unco- – how did you feel the first time you heard OK Computer? The weird thing about me and Radiohead is I, I came late, so I got all of them. Oh, I, right, I, right I away. Li- yeah, and I okay. just listened to all of the records and I didn't see any big difference between OK Computer and the others. Right, right. Okay. Where was it? 
in the in the in the it was number three. So it was oh, okay. Pablo Honey, and then the Benz, and then OK Computer. And, and what's the first and there song? Was of a, OK Computer, Fitter Happier. That's the no. That's um, Airbag. Uh, yeah, that just sounds like Radiohead to me. Did people have a problem with it? Go, go. <laughs> there was this thing where Radiohead basically. <laughs> There's this like super episodic uh, bass thing where it's like the bass part is, is unconventional and yeah. the drums are super distorted and yeah. um and the form of that song is odd. Yeah. And then of course right after that is Paranoid Android, which is still, you know, sort of this behemoth of a of a of a song that yeah. People didn't like not, it. Were people oh, thrown no, by well, it? I mean, God, it was a, it's, a, it's a, a huge critical success. Lauded, and it was it was the record that people didn't know they wanted. Yeah, um, ah, what, and, well, that's an achievement. And but but for sure, they they had they took a major left turn after the Benz, which was a more songy record, and and in a way, bands like like Coldplay, um at least started as kind of a like, oh, why didn't Radiohead make more records like, like the Benz? Yeah. And, and so there it, was like this whole they set. I ro- they iRoboted Blade Runner. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it was like this whole and set of bands who yeah. were like, oh my God, I loved the Benz. And then Radiohead like went nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, They had it. They had, had it right there. In the palm of their hands. Yeah, and now yeah. we can take it yeah, because yeah. they left it behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, like your food analogy, that was a big pile of food. Right. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. And it was super tasty. And, yeah. and other people made a, yeah. a franchise out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole genre. <laughs> yeah. And so – but Radiohead, again, they were like, well, we made, we made that already. So we're going to just keep making right. other things. For me, OK Computer was the first record of theirs that I heard. And it challenged me. I didn't love it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't, you know, unexpected chord changes, mm-hmm. um, a, a narrative that is obscured, like, a, a, you know, it's, it's the water lilies. It doesn't look exactly like a water lily, right? It, but, but something about it makes me feel more water lily than looking at a water lily. In fact, yes. When and, I, yep, go ahead. But, it, but, but for, you know, at, at first it's just like, oh, the water lilies are out of focus. <laughs> and um, and I think that the the, the greatest music f- for me always pisses me off a little bit the first time I hear it. Mm. Like there's there's something that makes me listen to it again and again. Kendrick's record, the, the to pimp a butterfly for sure. I was like, okay, I think I see it, but because um, at that point critics were going nuts already. Mm-hmm. I'm listening, I'm going, yeah, okay. Uh, but then it was like, I'm gonna listen to that again. I'm uh, yeah. But I'm putting it on again. Yeah. Oh, putting it on again. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like the fourth time or whatever. I see. We were talking about you getting reviewed earlier. Mm. I don't. I, I don't. Maybe I'm late to this game or this conversation. But I'm like, music has so much to do with where you're at and what you were doing and what your life was like when that album came out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You cover an Elliott Smith song, maybe more than one. And I remember Elliot Smith being in Goodwill Hunting, so I listened to Either Or, and I'm 17, oh, yeah. and I'm feeling all those feelings, and I ha- I'm like, why does this voice mean so much to me? And it did, and I'm back in Woburn, Massachusetts, going for a joyride, listening to that record in my mom's Volvo. And then later, I'm in my 40s, and now I'm a different person, and I get your record, and I have to review it, and it's my job, and I put it on, and I just kind of listen to it, what, a few times? Like, what am I going right. through? Because right. there's a chance that if I just started dating Kate Upton, I'm going to love your record. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? Oh, yeah. Like, you can love that music. And that's what you got to, as people who, who are out there looking for things, that's one thing you have to remember about review culture is that, is that, so, so sure, we, we, we can all shit on Yelp reviews until we're blue in the face. Like, oh, this person obviously doesn't know what they're talking about. Or, like, right. we're, they were made to, to wait 15 minutes right. longer for their reservation. Right. No stars. Right, right, right. This, <laughs> this place is horrible. Or they give a product and on they, Amazon, like, no way, stars. It's, like, it's like, yeah. one, like a one-star review on Yelp. I had to wait 15 minutes for my reservation, and it's like, it's like three paragraphs on that. And then like the last line of the, re- the review is like, the food was delicious. Yeah, the food was amazing. Yeah. I see that on But you just can't run a business like this. This came broken. That's not the manufacturer's fault. You know, right. like, what are you doing? Right. Why exactly. are you dragging them down? So, so, but I would point out that actually uh, you, you don't know for sure that, a, that all you know for sure is that a professional reviewer is being paid to review right. that thing. That's all you know. And then you find people whose opinion – like you, you should have a relationship with various critics – and you know what they think about things and you start matching your taste up with people and you mm-hmm. go, oh, this – yeah, you know what? This guy said this and, and I listened to it and I think he was, I think he was right or, or – or they're, they're, so as it's a wine fan, yeah. Yeah, as a wine fan, I, I, you come through these things through reviews and people are like, oh, 93 points. Tastes like sandalwood. Yeah. And you're like, uh, I've not – have you – have you ever smelled sandalwood? Uh, I, I, what you can't eat it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or maybe maybe you can't. Can you, you eat can sandal? sandal? You yeah, can eat you sandal. Can on it. Okay. You can give it a nibble. So we don't know. Anyway, like you, you end up finding these things. And I'm just coming to this point where where I've my my main wine critic and I are diverging. Like I oh, have, you follow a critic? Uh, yeah. There's a, this this one fellow who <laughs> seems to I, I I I buy the wine. He. He says, buy a wine, and I buy the wine. Wow. And I'm starting to, to taste things that he has just shat all over and go like, this is great. Yeah. This is great. Wow. And starting to feel like, oh, maybe he's got a bone to pick with. Yeah. Well, what's going on in his life? Like, yeah, maybe he was out of sorts that day yeah. and just didn't feel I've like Nebbiolo. I've had a double-decker tat- uh, tattoo. I've had a double-decker taco from Taco Bell, and it was like the best meal of my life <laughs> because I was graduating high school. You know right. what I mean? Like, yes, and it's so special. <laughs> what's going on in this person's life? That's why the best response to a heckler is always like, what's going on? What happened? You okay, man? What, yeah, are you okay? I guarantee you it's not okay. It's not okay. Nobody gets a promotion and goes, I'm going to fuck up a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> it's never happened. That's the, right. they're, they're letting out some tension with the girlfriend right there or the boyfriend, whatever's happening. Do you remember the uh, – uh, for me, criticism um, – and this is also – some of my best friends are critics. Mm. But, but is that true? I don't mean. I, yeah, so so I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to dismiss the profession because it's 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 so useful. And again, we had well, these discernment. Things with, it's it's an it's an abstraction on discernment. Oh, absolutely. and discernment is very important. We like totally. it, it, talk about making meaning. Critics can go. This is good, and then I listened like what I did in the. In the, I was in my sauna. I was listening to that Chopin song, and I pretended like someone was like, "This is the greatest song in the world," and it made me like it more. <laughs> right. So that's just so that's what critics are offering. It's a good thing, and they and they'll lead you to it. And 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 I love a um. You, you do. I, I personally lean towards critics who who are inclined towards happiness, mm. who are inclined towards being moved by something and not again not not for my own work but for the things that i 
one thing I love about this wine critic is that he, he gets really excited about things. Mm. He gets really excited about things. I get really excited about things. I can relate to that. Mm. He, it seems like ultimately he's not looking to pick a fight. Right. Uh, as opposed to, um, you know, for instance, the, 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 fic, the, the fictional critic in Ratatouille. I was just going to bring up Ratatouille. Right. Which I love. Uh, you know, when his he name finally is Ego. Writes, Ego. Anton Ego. Anton Ego? Is that his name? I, I know his last name's Ego. Ego. Seems like it was Anton. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> but I love that. I love that character so much. It's, it's so great. on point. It's right because you do. You get this. You get this sense of like how how much he loves his dis, his own displeasure in this thing that yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the person has. That he's getting off on how bad this thing is. Right. 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 Um, and and you definitely find critics like that where it's just like to take something down gives them a great pleasure but probably because something has happened right which is so funny because the dish that turns the critic in ratatouille is a dish that reminds him of his mother and his mother's love which is so funny right you know <laughs> because that disarmed everything back to your double decker taco exactly it reminded him of the of, it's a it's one frame or yep, you know it's very brief fallen down fallen on his bike, bike. Yep. And his mom gave him food, gave him ratatouille. And and so, yeah, we're critics and it's fun and we can build a whole palace to it and we can become rich and famous from it. But like at the end of the day, something makes you think of your mom and you go, <laughs> that's why I don't like the part of me that I talk so much on this podcast sometimes about how I can't connect to music. Like I'm not a huge music person. And I hate that about myself. But you <laughs> must be. But you've got all of this music at your back. At your disposal. Oh, well, you you're are very a, No, you are a music person. Sometimes I can get in that space and other times I'm just I, I just can't. I'm wearing mittens and it's Braille. Like I just can't find it. Interesting. And other times and this is the time that I'm trying to lean towards more. One song breaks my heart. Any song is the best song I've ever heard. I love being in that place. But like there's a time and place for music for you, but it's not all the time. And I don't know when that time is. You never know when it's going to happen. Val played that Kesha song for me, uh, Praying. Uh-huh. And I, I don't I, know it. It's a great song. It's about leaving her manager and all this stuff. And I oh. just lost it. I just cried and I was completely moved. Same person that's like... I don't. I haven't yet figured out the perfect relationship. And if that happens life. once, it will happen again. Like the next time you hear that, now that Kesha song is, is something that you love. Sometimes though, I'll listen to it and and it, it doesn't do anything to me. Like that'll happen. Like like I'll listen. Like I'll get very manic and I'll listen to like uh, Kanye West, like Ultralight Beam. Have you heard that song? No. It's very it's very Jesusy. It has chants oh. on it. And I'll just be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. And then my brain will play it in my head for six months. <laughs> like it gets looped in there. And then I'll listen to it again and it won't mean anything. It's almost like I run through it or something. Anyway, this is boring. Let's no, but did else. it – But did it? <laughs> no, that's fascinating to me because do, do you in that process is – have you changed it in your mind as you're running through it? Yeah, and you're, I and must you're, Like if, if that's going through your brain because often I, I – I describe writing music as something like this. Mm. You, you, you are constantly consuming things. You know, you are what you eat. Cliche. Yeah. Um, True though. They're, they're, they're in you. And for me, often some of, some of the ideas of mine that I'm the most fond of are my corruptions of existing music that I'll listen to something and love it. Um, or, or it gets in there, or maybe, maybe actually, a lot of the times it'll be that I love a lot of it, and that one part of it really pisses me off, and it starts. It's in me, and I figure out what I would do differently mm. about that thing, and and then something comes out of me that that is 
in my mind, very related to this thing. And I'll show it to bandmates or someone or, or you know, you my wife or whatever. Answer. I'll show them, show them this thing and say, like, is this too derivative? And they might know exactly what I'm talking about and not and just not find hmm. the connection at all. Oh, interesting. And, well, isn't and that so, good then? You can no, disguise your influence. It's great. But what I wonder is if, is, is if some of that stuff, like it lodges itself in you hmm. and then you kind of exist with it. And you've changed it to the point where you prefer your version of it to the actual version oh, of it. Oh, that's interesting. And then if you were a, so if like you were a musician, <laughs> if you were a musician, I would you, would write have, you would have written that song. Interesting. Like you would have written this new song and none of us would know it was that Kanye song. Right. Yeah, it comes back out of you. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, too, the more music you listen to, the more you're able to appreciate music, too, because you're, you're noticing all these different things. So your vocabulary and kind of like your wine thing, your palate has expanded. There's so that, but then spend... also I think the more you listen – the more you listen, the the harder it is to find the thrill, hmm. Um, hmm. because the more able you are to say, "Well, that's derivative." Right. That sounds like this thing. Right. So that's not special. Can I and, say something? Yeah. That's the game I always play. If Val were here and she'd love to be, she was in love with you until she was thirteen. She thought she was going to marry you. It's true. She's like, "Tell Chris, she loves you." Hopefully, we can hang out one day. But. She was uh, – the, the only game I play is a song comes on and I'll start singing another song on top of it. Like you just, just did happened with, like with, you just did with Taylor and Justin. Yes. And, and yes, exactly. Or, or um, bang, bang into my heart. You know that song? Uh, Wait no. a minute and I'll take you there, Jesse J. It's, it's jitterbug. Oh. Not a bang, 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 bang. Oh, oh. And that's all I do. And uh, this isn't – that's just how my brain is. It's as, as much a no, gift that's so as good. it is something that you're like – that ruins music. I should just send you every – no, but I should send no. you every new idea. If there was a game show for that, I would be very good at it. Wow. <laughs> well, I should just – would, you would be a good um, derivative Oh, I'll be your check. sounding board. Although I don't know how my palate is for uh, bluegrass and stuff. I, I might oh, not – Oh, it doesn't I, matter. It doesn't matter? Nah. Yeah, it's all, it's the, same. all the same. It's, yeah. it's, just, it's no, you, various ways to put notes together People love bluegrass. Why isn't it more popular? People love it. It has like if you moments. have a, bru- a bluegrass night in Brooklyn, which they do, yes. I've been to it. Everyone loves it. We're oh, into yeah. it. We're like, why don't we listen? You know what bluegrass is? It's the why don't I listen to it more music of America? Because <laughs> you put it on and you're like, I like this. God help you if you've ever gone to like a seated theater and listened to like five or six bands just cycling through and playing original, amazing bluegrass music. You'll love it. But then like – Ed Helms, Steve Martin, and you are the only people I know that are like, this is it. Right. You know what I'm doing? Well, there's – you know, it's – It has its moments. Here's what I'd say. It certainly is popular. Your show is very popular. It's very – Show's popular. What I think though – any any discussion of genre is a dis- is a discussion of like of aesthetics. It's really like the cover of the book and what and what mm. how the cover of the book looks to you, how it's being and, sold to us, kind of the yeah, story of it's, it. It's, yeah, it's just, it's really the outer layer, and mm. and and so um, like the textural aesthetic of a thing to me, um, to me, if you play, say you play um, "Killing in the Name of the Rage Against the Machine" on, say you play that like if I were to play that solo on the mandolin and just sing it mm-hmm. to me that song and and a lot of people don't feel this way um but to me that that is the song is the same it's it is itself and that's the important thing to mm. me the important thing is not that it was originally played on drums guitar and and bass mm-hmm. and with a vocalist you think the song maintains its that's what's important is what's important is that that song goes 
That's important. Yeah, and, and like, and what's important is that in the middle of the song, it weirdly just gets faster and goes. Yeah. And you do what they told you. That's what's important about that song. The DNA. And if of the I song. do it, it's still that song, and it's still baller. I mean, I could. Uh, it, you know, won't be necessary. It won't be as baller because I'm not Zach Delaroca. Like right, what I'm saying. Right, right. You know, but but um, and that guy just has this thing. Right. When he says that, and you know, and so do the the, the his bandmates. They've got their thing. You know. Right. Right. Um, obviously, like tomes have been written about Tom Morello's guitar playing. So right, it's like, right. but like, but um, but I I contend that that song is that song, and 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 it doesn't matter whether a bluegrass band plays it or In that style. it's just like that song is amazing right and so you're, you're you're trying to write good stuff and what i would say is that blue the, the bluegrass ensemble has this thing that it's 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 just instantly very different sounding on the surface right um but that the reason that you don't listen to it all the time is the reason you don't necessarily listen to any one thing all the time mm. is that it, it doesn't um it's only it has only to do with the material. And ultimately, like, a good song, you'll listen to that good song all the right, time. Right, right, And and that... Oh, that's and interesting. That, so it's not really a bluegrass issue. No, I think it's yeah. just that there's there's ultimately less music made with that ensemble. So there are less good songs to listen to. Right, right. Is, is how... And whereas, to me, whatever the predominant textural aesthetic is, which right now is sort of like this mishmash of... You know, it's kind of electric guitars, bass, drums, <laughs> keyboards, you know, <laughs> computers. Yeah. But that's the that's that's the prevailing textural aesthetic in music today. The most music is being made in that, you know, with that aesthetic. So the most good music will also be. It's just the most people are making right. music that sounds like that. So you'll listen to more of it because there's more of it to listen to. Right. That's right, how right. that's how I feel about it. Whereas. Bluegrass ultimately is is a it's a it's a it's a niche um, aesthetic. And it's, right. it's like it's this string band thing. It's got a cool sound, so you dig it every time you hear it. It's instantly different, Re- regardless of whether the song is any good or not. You're like, that's different, right? Right. And so you might love it then, and then hear it later and go, yeah, but that sounds kind of boring, right? And so not actually check into it for a while, and then you know maybe Gillian Welch comes along and makes some record, and it's just full of amazing songs and so you listen to that for a while right and that's got that sort of you know the, that acoustic aesthetic um that that would be why i think hmm. is that there's just simply less of it yeah um there's something i wonder if it seems what does it seem like the fact that ed helms loves it mm. and steve martin loves it yeah and these men put on blazers and play it yeah is there something elitist about it i'm really trying to unpack this with you oh sure because i love it and I'm like, what is keeping people on the other side of liking it? It is aggressively white. It's super white, man. It's, it's very white. And it and therefore, does it have a little bit of privilege? Like an upright bass, a banjo. It doesn't come Not from privilege. privilege. I know it doesn't. You know. It comes from corncob pipes and stuff. Yeah. But it, like, is it dorky? Yeah. It's, well, and it's, it's, it's a – man, if you're – I'm really calling Ed Helms a the, dork more than you. <laughs> If you're adhering, what I would say, like, there's, there is, so the, the genre is, basically any music that's made within a genre is, like, inherently backward looking, right? And inherently derivative. You're doing this thing that's pointedly it and not something else. Mm. Um, and so, so there's this aspect of it that's, like, um, aggressively um, 
derivative. That it's like if it can sound like bluegrass, like is it bluegrass? Then it sounds like something else. Right. And I would I contend that genre, the whole concept of genre, is like basically s- some great musician does something, and genre is the result of lesser musicians copying that person. Oh, interesting. So that that's like that's genre. It's uh, the bends all over again. Right. And 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 it's like oh I like this. So it's when. See, I'm hearing you want liberation. You want freedom. You want to play the mandolin and not have someone go, that's bluegrass. You're making songs. You're making music. Right. I'm making music. And, and, but, what, but also the, the, that palette happens to be the texture that I understand how to wield. The, the, like like right. the symphony orchestra, for instance. It's like certain people um, – there were composers who were just better at the symphony than other composers were. And, like right. other, and, right. and this composer – Chopin, for instance, actually is a, is a great example of someone who understood the piano inside and out. Like that guy is the like the piano composition god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's a knock on him for not being a great orchestral composer. Like basically, he didn't the, care. The orchestral <laughs> yeah. music is a is a is a piano vehicle for him. It's it's right. it's a condiment for the piano. Right, right, right. Is you what guys are the plate. Right. right. And <laughs> and god damn, I mean I I I would if I ever write something a thousandth as good as his worst song, I'll be really psyched. <laughs> so um, but but like that's that's the knock right. on Chopin, and right. he was just he understood the piano and maybe not the orchestra as well, but he understood the piano better than anyone in the whole world. Right. So to me for me in my little tiny you know neck of the of the musical universe See, i understand it's, it's a mandolin neck it's, it's very small solid <laughs> um, so i yeah so i under, i just happen to understand the bluegrass ensemble better than i understand other other ensembles so it's the easiest it's honestly just it's what i know um right i i Those can, are the colors. i can construct music um I'm I'm the most able music constructor with the bluegrass band with with those five instruments, but but I'm I so in that way you could say it was derivative as far as the instrumentation is concerned, but I'm pointedly railing against making music that sounds like other music mm. at, at any turn. I just don't want to write anything that sounds like anything else because what's the point? Right. If that if that thing if they were both exactly the same. Or like if they both they're both good, right? They're both good, but the one that came first is better because it it came first. <laughs> so it's like it doesn't. It, I just it doesn't matter. There's no point in me writing something that sounds like something else. Yeah, and that's and that's my um, that's my problem with a large component of the whole idea of popular music or making writing something to be popular. That's what I have. I don't have any issue with popular music. I have issue with music that's made to be popular. I don't have a problem with people who are rich and famous, but if you got into what you're doing to become rich and famous, that's my my penis just went inside my body. Right. As Eric Andre would say. (laughs) That's, that's, that's exactly. And Maris Yahoo said that too. He was like, he didn't become a, uh, he wasn't like a, Hasidic kind of rapping guy to become famous. He just wanted it to be what it was. That was this huge takeaway from our interview, which was great. Oh man, what? How do you got to f- listen to that? It was great. How do you feel about the the mandolin? We got to get to religion. Do you have to go in fifteen minutes? Um, I mean, the fifteen is probably good. We can do you have it. to go now? No, <laughs> no, I don't have to go. This now. is your this is your time. You, uh, well, let's let's so let's the talk mandolin. About- if oh. we talk about mandolin, it's going to eat into God, though. So yeah, should we, should we get, to God? God. get to God? I'm very interested in how you, you – the mandolin sounds like water 
coming from you. It's right. like That's very it. interesting. It's it's honestly so we can actually de- we can deal with the mandolin real quick. Go it's ahead. Just that it's like I don't have any great love for it. It mm. just is it's my voice. It's, it's like so it's literally cool. like my speaking voice. Right. You didn't pick the mandolin because it's like sexy. <laughs> you no. were just like I sound like a mandolin. Right. It was just I I saw one I I, I saw and heard it when I was very young and yeah. I was just like that one. Yeah. And I I love that, but I think it was more about the guy who was playing. It was was super really? charismatic, wow. a very charismatic fellow, and and you know, like if I had seen, I don't know if if I had maybe if if, if, if at that same moment I had gone to a Fiona Apple performance, I would have just been like, I'm singing, yeah. I'm just going to yeah. sing, right, and, right, and, right. and 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 play piano and write songs. That's right. all I'm going to do. But it got in you first. It, it was Speaking just like, of so getting in guy. first, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Jesus was there. But not first for me, actually. The really? first, first eight years of my life complete, lived in a completely secular environment. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> my parents found the Lord when I was eight. Oh, no. And I was I'm, – I'm think, afraid of their fervor. They found it when you were eight. And so there was – yeah, it was – there was – The there passion was, of the newly fervor. converted. They were born again. Yeah. Yes, and I and and which, by the way, when I say that, I don't actually think like they're a bunch of born againers. I'm like they were born again. Well, like, again that's oh, like this like exciting. beautiful thing. Sure. They were they were like finding themselves, and they were so scared to raise us. Um, they were like, and we we talk about this, my folks, my folks. So there was this point in my early twenties when my parents were like, I would I would get a call, and my my parents were like unpacking my my upbringing Mm. and they were kind of we were coming back my brothers and i coming back from sort of our first journeys out into the world Mm -hmm. and um and going like oh wow you know i I keep meeting these gay people who just seem great (laughs) this is great or like my 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 barber he he adopted a kid with this partner and it seems really good yeah. it seems like a good thing not a bad thing it right. seems like a good thing right he really feels deep down to me like this is a good thing that he's doing yeah yeah, yeah. um the intuition a, of your heart is such a it's yeah. a tricky game you play with religion as you go truth is it's being presented to you and the truth that you hear when you're quiet enough right and what you go i think that's a good thing and and you have to reconcile that with how you're how you're raised right and the only the only thing that that so I never had this like big rebellion of like no this is this is this is false yeah and and horrible or anything the the one thing for me was the was the um the discounting of other people's thing yeah that was that that's what ultimately I was I was able to just just that that's that doesn't feel good to me yeah. that like we got it right and we say the magic words and we're going to heaven right. and whatever you do no matter how good you are no matter how much beauty you put into the world and and how much evil you you soak up and and take away from the world yeah that if you don't say yeah i accept jesus christ as my yeah. personal lord and savior that if you don't say that you're going to hell right which is that was what how i was i think for a while that's how i was raised yeah, yeah, me too. and my, my folks are they don't They've completely done a 180 on all that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're 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 Christians, but now it's like it's none a, of the exclusive. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Not, a, not a total, not a total 180. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're more they're they're that sort of compassionate. But now or, now it's now it's a, anything goes, and and Christianity 
is how they express their religious impulse. Beautiful. But like, however anyone chooses to express their religious impulse is totally right. chill with them. Right. Um, which, but that was definitely not how it was for me and them the for a long time. Well, that's one of the things, the newly converted, and this kind of happened to me and it happened to a lot of people I knew because I got passionate later. The newly converted will go fundamentalist. Like, oh, it yeah. feels really good. Yeah. You get very high on your inness. Have you ever done uh, – <laughs> next time you're on a satellite radio, just go between the death metal station and the Christian contemporary station yeah. and vibe on how similar it is. Oh, my goodness. Like a really? thing that's all one thing. Yeah. And it's just like all anger versus all yeah. I'm a sinner but I am saved. Right. And it's, that, like, and it's all it's all so you're not actually it's like they're, they're really the same it's yeah. just like yeah. one is well, the opposite it's binary. of the other it's yeah. duality and when you when your faith boils down to a belief that you hold in your brain which i always think so we die and they like crack open our brains and they go there it is i believe in jesus christ a thought that you had is what this is all about yeah i don't see jesus saying that at all? Yeah. You know what I mean? It just wasn't about pledge your life to this and this and this. It had so much more to do with an immediate and a compassionate and loving and a gracious and a peaceful existence right. here. Right. So what do you – did you ever read um, The Master Margarita? This Bulgakov, uh, I think is the guy's name, is Russian Russian novelist. Um, and I think maybe more – Famous as a playwright, but then he wrote this one thing that a lot that, that a lot of folks read. Check it out. I think I think you'll What's it on called? It. The, ma- the, the ma- Master and Margarita, and he submits that you know we a lot of a lot of people say like oh Christ was a great teacher, um, and that's how it was. You know yeah. the Buddha was a great teacher, Christ was a great teacher. Like this, this all works. But then there's the thing about Jesus saying you know there's in in the gospel there's the the pesky like. I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Right. That's where we get hung up, not kind of in our post-fundamentalist right. zone. Right. It's like we can, we, we can sit here and go, oh, he was a great teacher. Great. He was a great teacher who said he was God. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> According to the accounts. Right. So, but, then, but then Bulgakov in The Master and Margarita kind of submits this alternate thing where, where Jesus is like, I don't know why these people keep saying this stuff. I didn't say that. Oh, really? Like I'm, I'm trying. Oh, oh my god! There's, it's like they're, life they're, of like Brian. These zealots, right? Yeah. They're like, like that. There would be these zealous people who get so excited about this person or this teacher that they start ascribing things that he said, things to him. Like they start feeling a certain way and just decide. This well, is we what know he said. that happened. For like in the Lord's Prayer, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Was added. Was by a added by a scribe. Right. Oh, you know your your Christian trivia. Well, <laughs> you, know, you, you fed it to me, but, uh, I, did, but I did know. I it did, was. Oh, okay. I, did know, I thought you knew because yeah. that was that blew my mind when we we're like, and we know this, right? And we're like, yeah, but it made it in the prayer. It was like, okay, we're dealing with something a lot more Monet's bridge over lily pads than I thought. Right. Which is which is where I'm at <laughs> with it now and kind of. And kind of out with with all of it is that is that human beings are are we are the most fallible, and and um, you know if we're gonna if we're gonna this was written by Mark and this was written by Matthew and this Luke right. and John and and um, you know near as we can tell and the, yeah. the the textual criticism seems to support that you know maybe it was these folks and right. um, but the leap that it takes to get from that to the infallible word of a of a deity who is who is attempting to um, 
take you someplace to, way different. Well, and to, and to express himself to you and like, oh. here are my, this is my, this is my will is that you would say the magic words and be, and be saved. Unlike, um, the people who are exchanging natural relations with right. members of the opposite sex for unnatural ones, which is in Peter or something, right? Right. Uh, or maybe it's in Paul. I think it's Peter that w- that got. I I, well, I forget, but the one of them got really ragey about gay people, and it's not. It's it's right, and it's kind of you could I you could, and you could kind of interpret it to just be like exchanging whatever. You like, can't. You, Go ahead. Uh, well, like if you were, I, I know people who are more, who are super accepting of all this stuff, and go to that passage and go, well, what they're talking about is exchanging your natural sexuality, whatever it may be, for unnatural sexuality. I've heard the interpretation that it's exploiting people in any way. Ah. It, it's using it's. It, it would actually. It's kind of crazy because it would. In my interpretation of those passages, include things like pornography and any, any sort of exploitation of a person. Oh, interesting! For your sexual gratification, which was very normal at the time. I you, dig we're it. talking about Rome. We're talking about right Rome, which fucking uh, what's Pompeii? We go there and look at all the dicks. Rome was ten thousand times that. You know what I mean? Right. Pompeii was where you went to get away from the dicks, <laughs> and Rome was the dick place. So they're preaching to these places where we're like. Look, if you're going, I, I forget what the term he uses, but it's, it's only one time and it's only, or once or twice, but it's like bedfellow or something like that. I don't understand. But it's certainly not as clear as, as I think the fundamentalists would like it to be right. when it comes to being anti-gay. Well, so, so that's, uh, that's, that's ultimately, that's where I got to. Sounds like where you got to. I also got I to a like, place where I was like, I don't care. If there's a part of the Bible that says gay people are evil, I'd be like, well, that person was wrong. Yeah, I'd be like the fundamental belief that there's a book that's correct and can't be added to or taken away and the divine inspiration is over. That's how you sell something. Mm. If I want to sell you coffee, I take away your coffee beans. You know what I'm saying? And I go, now I have coffee. But you talked about it earlier, your intuitive heart, your God-given, I would say, let's use the phrase God-given, intuition and discernment and your love. It's in there. But then they go, well, there was a period where people were talking to God and that period is over? Doesn't feel that way to me. So I don't care if somebody in the the New Testament was like, gay people are evil and and they're they're all going to go to hell. I don't care. That's that's wrong. Right. <laughs> you know it's what I mean? Clearly wrong. Because I learned can, since then. I can quiet down and go like, well, that was cultural. There's, there's so many things going on, cultural war and and hate and and grossness going on. And there's so much. And there's so much in the Bible. And there's so much in in in. I mean, basically any religious text that will ring very very true. Yeah. And I think it's our job as human beings to not get drunk on the truth. The truth feels so good. Like when you, yeah. when something rings true in you, and I think this is what happened to my folks, um, is that I, I feel like they, they, they got some truth and were so psyched on that truth yeah. Yeah. that they just wanted as much of it as they could get it's Like blood, drunk. and would just take, yeah. take all of this stuff, anything surrounding that truth that That's they felt. That's why I'm saying when I said born again, I actually get excited because I remember the feeling right. of uncovering those. I was like, why isn't oh, were you, everyone... Oh, were you also... Uh, it was like no Christianity for a second? No, I, I was always, always kind of Christian, but then like we went to a new church and I really... That's when I got really it. got into it. And there was... Finally, I found a place where they were talking about the bigger questions and those were the questions I had. Right. And I started to taste a little bit of that 
truth. I yeah. can't really think of an example of something that I found, but I remember feeling like I had it, mm-hmm. and that was close enough. And then you do. You get a little power hungry, and you go like, we're in, we're in, we're in. And suddenly you're building an arc, and everyone else is drowning. Yeah. And that's like a really shitty feeling. And I'm glad your parents are on the other side of it. Right. Like, well, like, check out this answer. And then if that... And I get it because then if you feel like you've gotten an answer and there's this thing like you had a big giant question mark in your being Which we all and have. someone Filled put an, ex- an exclamation point. Right. And then if someone else comes at you and says, eh, I don't think – then they, then you feel threatened. And then all of a sudden you're – It's a this- feeling. You're protecting a feeling. Yeah. A feeling of certainty, a feeling of happiness. A fe- it's a frightening thing to think that we're floating on a planet. In infinite space. That right. is a terrifying conundrum that right. we're all in. Added to which, when's the last time you like considered your own death? That's terrifying. We all have to do it. I'm not saying we have to be terrified, but sometimes it's terrifying to think about. We're not only are we floating in space, not only do we not know why we're aware or why we're self-aware, we also know that it ends at a certain point. Yeah. What I understand whatever gets you through the night, if you are like a crazy I don't want to say crazy. I'm, if you are a fundamentalist and that gives you peace, I get it. I was that person too. But yeah. I also know that discomfort when people start coming in with their – maybe it's logic. Maybe it's reason. Maybe it's an argument. Maybe whatever. It's it's a very unsettling feeling to start compromising your value. You know what did it for me, man? It was people actually listening to me um, as I was say, saying this this stuff, talking mm-hmm. about – Saying something like, oh, hey, we can be compassionate towards a gay person without accepting that choice. Like, we don't have to love the sin or hate the sin. Exactly. You can love the sin or hate the sin. And, like, as I was saying this to a a buddy of mine, um, Glenn Phillips, great, great singer songwriter, um, and, and Glenn listening to me and not going, oh my God. Like not saying that, but rather listening to me going, wow, okay, interesting. Yeah. And talking with me. Right. Accepting it to, to the point where I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm getting through to this guy. I'm getting through to this guy. I might convert him. <laughs> and meanwhile, what's happening is that, is that this, this fellow is having a real conversation with me. Um, I think respects me, is looking for truth in what I'm saying. Doesn't want to think that I'm a hateful person He's remaining who, who is writing off an entire mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. um and and in those conversations i'm start i'm starting to go like this guy he says he's he says he's kind of buddhist he's really nice he's a nice guy <laughs> really like he thinks about things and he's smart and he's a good mus- musician so that was helping me and he's traveled and and so as i was like traveling around and talking to more and more people who were just nice people and listening to me this is swooping back to our social media thing. What's so scary about this time is – and just all the people I follow on Twitter, for instance, it's just we all were basically sort of just like uh, Trump's a devil and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. we're railing on people and sending the – laughing about people doing intelligent, funny takedowns of the Trumps and the Paul Ryans and people like that. Meanwhile, like those would have uh, – the people who voted, I could see a world in which, like I, I, like that, the transition wouldn't have happened. My family would have voted for Trump. 
you know, that, that, I see. You know, that you're I, that, having compassion, and that you're well, understanding just that, that it's you in different clothes, different circumstances. Just that there's no way you're going to ever change anyone's mind if you're sure your mind can't be changed. Yeah, you can't get in there and have a conversation with someone. Someone will feel instantly. That you're not going to listen to anything they have to say and that they, 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 you think they're dumb or well, you, you think they're – Well, you change the rules of the game. You know, right. it, it's like if we're like we're going to take a Trump supporter and we're going to take a illegal immigrant or whatever. People come in knives, knives out. Knives out. And, and, I get and that. everyone is on, on the defense. No one's, no one's going to listen. Well, no one's right. mind's going to be – We're back to God again. We want to be right. We're right and, and you're not going to make a fool of me and I understand the rules of the game and I'm going to stick to the point of ugliness. I'm going to stick – with my truth. Right. Uh, but and I, what I hear you saying is what really changes people. I think it was the Dalai Lama. That, no, it was Thich Nhat Hanh that says compassionate listening would change the world, which means what you're talking about, spacious openness. It's right. what I see when I look at your son. When you don't have a personality, I'm saying he has a personality, but he doesn't really have a self-identity. That's what's so fun looking at children is they're just there. They're just giving you space. Grown-ups are pinched and closed. Our, you know, our uh, what's it called? Our apertures are very small. Yeah. We haven't dilated very much. So true. So, and that no change comes there. Exactly, and that's that's what we we we're surrounding ourselves with people who believe exactly the same thing as us and we're never interacting with people who don't yeah. so that we're never understanding that these are human beings who have lived lives that that lead them into this place a certain right. sense of right. this is what's true um based on the my experience of the world um and if you sat down with that person and had a beer with them and talked you would hear things about their life that right that made sense to you Right. And they could tell if you let them in, there are ideas that they have that are shared by their 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 politicians, the politicians right. that they voted for. There are ideas that they have that are shared by those politicians that are totally defendable. Right. And and um, and to we we're doing exactly to them what what we say we hate when that they, they do, do to us. other yeah. people. Yeah. And um. And and we no matter how right we are sure that we are, if if we wish to affect change in the world, you have to also allow for that change for change in in yourself. Right. And and to you have to allow for the possibility that you might be wrong. And right. And 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 you, and you really have to you have yeah. to believe that you might be wrong if you want to enter into an actual two way street kind of a conversation with right. with like a Trump supporter. Right. You have to go in there. Allowing for the fact that, that that person could be totally right, right, or or they will not allow for the fact that you could be right. I always have the uh, the island fantasy where it's like I haven't really had it with Trump, but like it's just he and I on an island, yeah, and that's it. Everyone else is dead, and we have to live our days. I bet a lot. Uh, God, I don't know if I can <laughs> if I agree with myself, but it's like there. I, part of me has to believe that in that circumstance, when all the show goes away. Maybe there's something there. <laughs> you guys like, could probably a, figure a, it a, out. A human being might be in there. I think you could. I think you probably figure it out. And at that point, if it was just you two on an island and you're going to die there together, right? Could I be like Donnie? <laughs> you salty dog! Like he brings me a coconut. <laughs> I wonder how much of reality would he have to strip away before? So what I'm saying is, all these bags that we're carrying about who we are, what we believe, they're in the way when it comes to hearing one another. Because yeah. knives are always out. Knives are out right now. There's just no. There's, there's just no listening happening. Mm. Um, 
It's it's. I don't On know. Either side. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. And it know turns what the, us into red checkers and black checkers. Totally. That's all that happens. It, it's just team. It's a team thing, and we want to win. Exactly. When really we're playing that weird multi multi level chess game in Star Trek. <laughs> right. When we have to, we just have to. Uh, I, I think you you, you got to be practical about what's going to affect the most positive change. And in, in, in and um. I mean, I. I want to be like so on the. I also don't want anyone to like swallow their beliefs and and just and make nice. Right. That's that's not what I'm talking well, about the either. But just just the just that as someone who who you can say like, knows like who who's who did a total ideological 180. Hmm. Um, as someone who did it, like I know that I was. I know that I can be wrong. Right. I know that I can be wrong. I have also been wrong. Right. I say it – I try to say it every day. I'm like, I'm wrong all the time. Right. You, I can say though the liberal agenda, which exists, yeah. is preventing less things. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're not cock-blocking as many groups right. as the other group. <laughs> oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, like yes. we're, we're trying to be like, hey, uh, do what you do. And the other group is, is, is st- trying to take away rights. And trying to remove people and all that sorts of stuff. Yes. Oh, God, yes. I'm, uh, I'm not good at politics. What do you believe now? By, um, the, by the way, oh. I, I'm trying to get better at politics. I'm not just writing that off. I, I think what you said is interesting. We should compassionately listen to one another. That's 100% correct. What do you believe now? <laughs> so for me, uh, it it seems – I just like I, – I, I am happier thinking that this all means something. Um and and can get myself there um based on based on um, interacting with with the beauty of the world and 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 particularly the beauty of human beings interacting with the world so as 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 dysfunctional uh and abusive as that relationship has been mm-hmm. um you know that that we've we we're destroying our our beauty. beautiful world yeah. um that there is still uh, for for all of our ug- ugliness as a as a as a, a species, there's just uh, there's so much beauty that that we are capable of and and are, um, you know to 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 see a grape and make wine to 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 have bodies and and construct a, a forehand like Roger Federer to to um to hear sound and make music, um, you know to to see someone who's who's down and out and trying. Help them. Help them. Yeah. Um, that 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 leads me to believe that there's a reason that we would do all of these things. Um, growing up with Christianity, I I I still use a lot of that to to kind of hang those beliefs on. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like what if if there's a God, I think I think so. Probably that makes the most sense to me still. Um, that there would be a God. It doesn't make sense to me that he would uh, – I don't think he really cares that much he, she, it cares that much um, whether we know exactly what it, he, she is. Yeah. If if he, she, it did care, then I think – He, she, it would make it more – Would abundant. make it a lot clearer <laughs> than, than it uh, is. You're, you're addressing another fundamental issue that I remember having with Christianity was I was like – this God wants us to like sing about it and make everyone else believe in the same way. Like it's, it, it felt a little sweaty. Yeah. You know what I mean, whereas I'm like the, the divinity in everything, the mystery, 
the, the, the confusion, even the disagreement. God, throughout all of that, is more my speed these days. Right. You know, I, and I remember the fun, like the, the big, you know, do you believe in predestination or do you believe in, in free will? Those, those kind of, yeah, right, <laughs> right. Uh, but only because of Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> that yeah. Calvin, that Cal- Calvin was named after John Calvin, but our Calvin is named after that Calvin. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but like, I remember those kind of, questions as I was like getting them sort of in adolescence um, and like my late teens started really everything started unraveling with those questions oh boy if we can't sort this out like Mm. Christians who believed in free will Christians who believed in predestination both um, both seeming so bizarre Mm. so if you believed in free will but then we're going to damn anyone who so it's like I'll let you do whatever you want to a point right (laughs) if you do certain things (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Meet my friend Satan. Right, right, right. Um, but like, or predestination, then then again, kind of what? what's the point? Right. A little bit. Right. Like predestination is not any fun at all. Neither option is great. Yeah, they're both kind of shitty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and so that's when it all just kind of started crumbling down as I was trying to think about that stuff. Or like, even what we're saying now, like, why would a God who cared what, like, who you thought he was... Um, uh, why would he just sort of not make himself abundantly clear? Right. Um, oh, because he wants you to have faith is right. what I heard a lot when I was asking Appreciate questions it. like that. Yeah. You need to have faith. He needs you to have faith. Um, but then again, it's just like, so he, want, he wants you to have faith, you know, but then of course, if you don't, then it's just like, right, right, hell, right, sorry, right. suffering. Well, this was the question. I gnashing had of teeth. As a, as a youngster, as a youngster, I was always like, why not just start life in heaven? I don't understand. Like, why have a test at all? If right. one of the options is eternal conscious torment, mm-hmm. why put us in that game? That seems Ooh. like a kid in a basement. With an ant with, 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 and a magnifying yeah, exactly. glass why, and the sun coming through you, the window. What are you doing? And who are you doing it to? You made us as a piece of you, and now you're going to... And we're fallen. Exactly. And you make If us, you're all-powerful, we're also fallen because of you. Yeah, exactly. All of it's in the game. But no, not not in the Western Christian understanding a lot of the times. It's like, right. we fucked it up, we're fucking it up, and we deserve to burn, which is a weird – it's just another weird fundamental of the – Right. Of the but that also then denies God um, all all power. He's not all right. powerful then. Right. So then there's this weird thing. But if he's also out of like, time, we see the, our lives unfolding like this day in and day out, and then one day we die, and then we're judged. If God's outside of time – he can see the whole thing. Like when you zoom out on like the Truman Show poster, right. he sees the big picture. Yeah. So he's not watching this like Netflix. He's completely somewhere else, some other thing else, other time else. So like you can't even say he's doing it to see what happens because he knows what happens. Yeah. Because he's outside of time. Yeah. Or is your God confined by time? Ooh. Is he watching it like Netflix? What piece, what's he going to say next? Oh. I don't think so. I think that's how I'm experiencing it. But any god worth worshiping, I think, is outside and knows the finale already. Right. And therefore, I mean, th- then the only way that I can see it is that the point of the of life is life. The point of life is life. Right. It's grinding on itself and it's doing what it does because that's the natural unfolding of this energy that we're all participating in. Oh, Not a it. test. I don't know. I always end up getting a few of my own thoughts out. What do, do you agree? Do you like that? I dig no, I dig that a lot. I have kind of a uh I mean, I guess I have this sort of a, a slight 
I'd like to think it's a it's it's um, a nice version of it, but a slight hedonistic bent to everything. Mm-hmm. It's just like this brings me great joy. Mm-hmm. This thing that brings me joy, and like one thing that brings me joy is bringing other people joy, mm-hmm. um, and that and that gives me this sense of meaning. Everything you just said strikes me as as true, like that the point of life would be life, um, and that we're in the process of of grinding. of yeah, and well, and and just enjoying that. Oh how, yeah, how, the grinding how, isn't unpleasant. It's just doing what it does. My dog bites when he has a flea, and I'm doing this right. Because I'm and and this. and then and then to me this this so <clears throat> what what really what really sends me into a, a, a kind of meaning spiral is, is if you, so if you walk past like a, a homeless person um, or someone who for what, for choices likely that they did not make. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just as like as not that it was like choices that their parents made or mm-hmm. grandparents or whatever that sent them into this place where they're not all there, be sure. it through drugs or, or, or just through um, mental illness or whatever it is. Their experience of the world is not a happy thing. Right, this is not a happy thing. Like, like if you walk through the Tenderloin in San Francisco, these are these are human beings. These are these are they were babies. babies. They were like Calvin, like this little boy that I adore and want to give the world to. Yeah, they were that to some beautiful yeah. little child learning words. First word. What was the first word? What did they say right. when they looked at a car? Like who was their Lightning McQueen? Like he's obsessed with Lightning McQueen. Who is this person who is now talking to the air with like right. the scars on their face from meth addiction? And like that was a person. Yeah. And that that's where it's just like the whole game. I can't even hardly take it. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just just the idea that that Calvin through luck through what? Yeah. Why does Calvin get you know? I mean, not like Claire and I are. God's gift to children, but right. like you know, he gets parents who are going to really just try, and like we're trying to, right. and you know, feel guilty when we set him in front of the screen because we're going to do a podcast, right, right, right. You know, and um, versus this kid who is is is, is now and now he's yelling at this, the air, now yelling at the air, and yeah. and life will be over soon, and it and it and most moments of it sucked, right, and like oh, how do we? I know. Uh, that's what that's what's really that's where my meaningless thing comes back a little bit where it's For just sure. like it, maybe this is just all but i, I don't want uh, right. to run from the darkness i know i it's it's tricky when you get into suffering and all that stuff it's when when jesus says when you feed the least of me you're feeding me yeah remember that yeah i th- i give money to ugh. I'm not even going to finish that sentence. But when I help a homeless person, right? <laughs> that th- that verse crosses my mind. I go, "That's Jesus." In fact, that's one of the things I'm trying to do all the time. Which mm. is, I go, "That's that's Jesus," or "That's God," or "That's me." Mm-hmm. There are lots of different ways to say it. The, the most, right. or that's Calvin for me. Exactly. Like that's that is Calvin. The homeless right. person is Calvin. That's what you're doing. Right. I see. The other verse that we talked about when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Hmm. I see that not as we've taken it as like, well, then this is our club and it's the correct club. I see as Jesus, and I've said this a million times, but I want to hear what you think, speaking as the Christ, meaning speaking as the awareness behind all of the universe. He's speaking as that. Ah. He's speaking as Calvin. He's speaking as Buddha. He's he's not speaking as his ego at all. He's speaking as 
the Christ, which oh, is interesting. a thing that you can tune into, that I can tune into, but he was there. He went in the other room. You and I feel the other room sometimes, smell the other room, and sometimes we even go in the other room. Wonderful art, sex, drugs. Uh, these are some things that have helped me. But your Jesuses and your Buddhas, they go in there, and when they see everything as one, when they see Calvin as Calvin and also the homeless person, he's talking about the essential life energy and the pulse of the universe. And in that space, whoever's speaking can say, no one comes to the Father except through me because in that moment I'm identifying as what was created when the Big Bang banged. Uh. So we turned it into a club and I see it as a guy that's stepping completely outside of his social identity, his cultural identity, even his personal identity right. and smelling what's really being cooked here. I, I love that. I love that. And I feel like if it, if it, if it could be interpreted, interpreted that way, more often we'd be in better shape yeah. um, as, as people with religious impulse. And just again, that, that, that tendency to, to, to kind of shack up with people of similar beliefs and form a, and form a club and form a team and, and, a color you're gonna beat, and you're going to beat, beat the other team because yeah. you, you found truth. That's, that's, what's, that's what's so hard. Yeah. That's what's so hard. Well, I love that what you said about openness. I think that really is the answer to a lot of things. What do you think about death? What do you think? Uh, you're now 90 mm. and you're going to die yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. Soon. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, no, I'm God. saying in this in this right scenario. in this hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, um, I so I, I want to. I, I, I'm not comfortable with death. Not down. Not yeah. down. Enjoying life too much. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I don't like thinking about it. Yeah. I don't like. I don't. Um, it's another one of the things. It's it's some. Of the, it's it's more of the darkness that I'm running from. Um. And and you know doing that thing that 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 some people deal with it by trying to leave traces of life or trying to trying to make things that would that somehow you would exist through survive like Calvin um, yeah yeah sure absolutely I think about my dad so so my dad and my mom I think about them and I think about when they when they die um, how will I deal with that because that's gonna suck mm. I, um, I love them so much and. You know, working. I'm I'm putting so much into into work right now that I'm not putting enough into my family, um, mm-hmm. and thinking about how much my parents put into my brothers and and me, um, and and thinking about that that their survival is ensured in the impact that they've made on me. Mm-hmm. That like if you you know here I just moved the microphone. You know, and like, is that a proof of existence? Like, I just changed the world. <laughs> the microphone was here. I moved it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if that's like a, if that's, if that's, um, you know, that's maybe a proof of existence in a way. Mm. Unless I imagine the whole thing or whatever, we could get super existentialist yeah. about it. But um, maybe it's more Monet. Right. But, <laughs> but like, my folks, I will do things because of what my parents did mm-hmm. like i will they will still be impacting the world very tangibly um so in that way they're you know keep proving their existence by mm-hmm. by me existing and then by calvin existing mm-hmm. my parents will continue to impact the the course of the universe so past their passing they'll they're still kind of here yeah they're still kind of here and i you know who knows maybe 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 their consciousness would would pass from the vest, like from the body vessel to 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 the bodies of of people that would 
um, that they've impacted for better and for worse. And then maybe you would, maybe you would live on through like a negative impact in someone. And that would be kind of a reward. Yeah. That would be kind of a hellish situation is like you, Mm -hmm. you're forced to endure this negative impact that you had on someone until they're gone. But then that's fractured into the people that they negatively impact. And so that that would be, that that would be um, incentive to positively impact the people around you as like, you know, if that's proof of exi- ex- existence, impacting these things, and that you would then be sort of forced to inhabit the various impacts, the various evidence of impact that you've made on people, hmm. um, and like, and possibly through through that fragmenting of consciousness, experience greater perspective and have more questions answered. But particularly if you were able to exist in the in the in in these people who you've impacted positively. Hmm. Um, that, that you but would, all for a purpose, not just vindictive God or rewarding God. But one of the verses that I like is God, the idea that God brings all things to completion. You know, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, so these things, the thing that I like about reincarnation or the maintaining of consciousness past death, even in this sort of like spider tree, tree graph of negative experiences living on in these other people and you grinding that out in that way is that, it's not finished. Yeah. yeah, I forget who's that quote. It's better in the end if it's not the end. if it's not better, it's not the end. I forget who said that. Oh wow! But that, I, I think there's something about the universe that keeps refining, keeps going, keeps moving towards harmony in some way. That that is one of my fundamental beliefs. And it's, so it's then, a nice one. <laughs> on our next on our next conversation, I want to get into like how 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 the kind of inevitable destruction of our world will factor into this. Yeah. You know, so then possibly our personal destruction of our species. Right. Um, that would, you know, that we, we will have ultimately committed species suicide through the, yeah. our treatment of our right. habitat. Um, and then like what, then what happens to the adventure at that, like right. and what, and what component of the ultimate, adventure we are that's why i like the definition of god as awareness because you go to another planet and you go there awareness is there that covers the ubiquitous omnipresent aspect of god right not the same guy thinking watching us and he's human aliens fish people it doesn't matter talking rocks Mm. awareness Awareness. is still there who and that that might be god that's what that might be where christ was speaking from in that moment no one no one no one comes to the source except through awareness. Right. And I'm speaking to you as awareness right now, which we call the Christ. I dig that. That's fun. That helps me. <laughs> I find that helpful. So you're open. It could, we could continue on maybe – you're not sure. I like it. Yeah, I don't think I, – I don't like thinking about death. I don't I – don't, um, and that's on me. That's like I, I love talking to people who are just chill about it. Oh, man. Um, I talk about it a lot and I'm not chill about it. Really? Not always. Yeah. Sometimes I am. I'm like, oh, it'd be good to die right now because I'm very equanimous. <laughs> Equanimous? You know what I'm saying. Yes, I do. Do you, yes, I do. I, do you, oh my God, it's almost been two and a half hours. You yeah, probably I have probably to go. should go. Let's do this. Okay. Because you've been wonderful. What a great guest. You. What a great guest. Thank you. Um, speed round, so short answers. Okay. And then one question. Okay. Greatest lesson you've learned about music? Oh, boy. <laughs> Greatest lesson I've learned about music. Um, well, <laughs> conversations with with this with this fellow Edgar Meyer. I think I've learned the most about music 
late night talking talking music with Edgar Meyer. I kind of sort of informally apprenticed myself to him. Mm. Um, so I'm just I'll just throw out something I'm thinking about now. I think which is just the uh, which revolves around a lot of the stuff we were talking about the the form like like constructing a surprising sense of inevitability mm. um, that like there would be it, it is this way it kind of, it has to be this way hmm. or like fabricating a sense of the inevitable hmm. in a way that that's like um and i feel like i feel like that's kind of a gr- a grand lesson that i learned from edgar over the course of years and years of hmm. picking his brain about stuff i love it um show business show business <laughs> Oh, um, <clears throat> boy, just, just, it's not about, it's not about you. It's never about you. If you're in show business, it's about everyone. Oh, wow. I love that. Um, and like, actually like an, the artiste, um, in a way like maybe has, I, I, I actually feel like it's all, it's all sort of one, like the art entertainment thing. Ultimately artists need to be more, um, need to feel more responsible for the experience that they're presenting to people. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are presenting it, then they should be concerned with the people to whom they're presenting it. Mm-hmm. Um, totally fine. Like as an artist to just make something. And if you keep it in your basement or someone else finds it, then it's their own deal. Mm. You know, and that yeah. could just be for you and just about you and you really could not give a fuck what anyone else thinks about it. <laughs> yeah. But if you are presenting it, then clearly you give a fuck what yeah, other people yeah. think well, about right. it. Yeah. And you should make it with that in mind. Yeah. Not that you should do anything that you don't love, but you should think about your audience if, right. if you're going to present it to them. Right. Um, I love that. But, and, and in show business, actually, vice versa, like, you know, you might entertain people better if you make sure that, that if you're not if you never don't ever un- underestimate your audience, we all are looking for something transcendent. Like if you could give them, um, if you could give them an In-N-Out burger instead of a, a Big Mac, you know, <laughs> like they might love that more. Yeah. Um, and, and so just because Calvin wants spinach bites doesn't mean that we shouldn't keep trying to feed him something that he's going to ultimately like a lot more yeah. than yeah, that yeah. and we'll entertain him more. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think yeah, show business m- mainly. It's it's not about you. What about writing? Writing, you just do it. Just write. Go to work. Yeah, you go to work. And 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 it, uh, inspiration is is the most fickle of mistresses. Yeah, <laughs> like that is the whole idea of like the bolt of lightning or like. It's just yeah, it's so wonderful when it happens, but don't get addicted to that. Like yeah. when all of a sudden an idea appears, that's awesome. But spend the rest of your time constructing the lightning rod higher and higher and higher. Oh, that's great. So like lightning strikes the lightning rod more often than it just hits you. Right. So just build your lightning rod. Go to work. I love that, um, that Faulkner quote. Um, oh, I can only write when I'm inspired. Thankfully, I'm inspired every morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah. I love that. Go to work. That's great. As far as writing. You just go go to work. Write. I love that. You, you know, you'll never have writer's block as long as you're writing. Yeah, it's true. Just write. It doesn't have, have to be block. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get to the awesome. Like banging your head against the wall? Yeah. Wall will crack eventually. And you don't know which of the bangs did it. Right. It's all of them did it. It wasn't the last one. Right. 
You bang your head all against of them. the wall and you use your bangs. <laughs> the bangs are doing the banging. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and because we get heavy yeah. with uh, death yeah. um, and all that, we the final question we always like to ask is, uh, can you remember the hardest time you've laughed in your life? Or... Yes. Okay. Yes, I can. <laughs> okay. I can remember it. It was at the end of a Winnie the Pooh episode. No. I was like... <laughs> Scared of how much I was laughing. I was having a hard time breathing. It was one of those kinds of things. It was oh, at the end. Goodness. He's like catapulted in. This is like the original Disney Winnie the Pooh. Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah, of those? course. Okay, so you know when he would, like jump from page to page. Yeah, yeah, that? It was yep. so good. My parents yep. read me all the books. But there was this one at the end of it. He's like shot into a beehive that is like in a tree. Yeah. And it's like in like a knot of a tree and hollowed he his, out. He's and he, stuck in he's stuck his, butt, in his butt there, butt's out. Yeah. yeah. His butt's out yeah. there. And he's on the inside just like like yes. orgy like orgy of honey consumption yeah. Yeah. in there. And I could not breathe. <laughs> it was so funny to me. Then a bee comes and stings his butt, doesn't he? I know that this episode ends with him just just shoveling really? honey into his mouth. Wow. And it was the best thing I'd ever seen. The funniest thing I'd ever seen. I was like dying. My parents were That's worried about so me. so funny because I remember him scooping up honey and there's bees in the honey and he spits out the Yeah, bees. I remember that too and he has to go... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a different that's different honey consumption. Different episode. Yeah. He had a problem. That bear had a problem. <laughs> Love it. Probably too much honey. Need it. Do you want to finish what you were saying about coffee? Who cares? Oh no no no! I love fried. And do you <laughs> do you feel good? Coffee. That's the last, that's my last question. You feel okay? Do I feel good with this episode? Are you good? Oh oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, it, I feel great. In the in the grand scheme of things, I feel like pretty good. Great. In the grand scheme of things, I feel pretty good. I love it. Working, working on it, trying. All right, buddy. That was it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Listen. Uh, oh, you got to say, keep it crispy. That's how we keep, end. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> you look so much like Jude Law. <laughs> It's been distracting this whole interview. I'm like, I can't believe I got Jude Law. Bluegrass Jude Law. That's, I love it. I'll Thanks. take it. Thanks, buddy. So Thank you. I've seen nine shoes, eight fifty. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice game make you